What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 110 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. With Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant presented by the Variety Sports Network. Be sure to follow at Variety underscore sports underscore. It is the home for independent sports content. Boy, oh boy. Football, it just, we can talk for days about football. It's tried and true every year. At the end of the summer, we're like, ah, I guess we can only record like an hour and 15 minutes. What all do we have to talk about? Basketball's over, hockey's over, football hasn't quite started. And then as soon as, as, soon as the season hits, here I am at 10.30 on a Monday night. Here you are. Here everybody is now on, at 10.30, 11 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. You're getting through your hump day, and we have some great analysis, stories. We have a fun time. Nico got to drink out of the Stanley Cup, so we kick things off with that. We talk about Roger Federer retiring, some of the other weekly news that we had to catch up with, college football, NFL football, start bench cut, all of that stuff. It's it's great one. I, I cried in this one. Nico made me cry for one of the first parental two- advisory. All right, ladies and gentlemen, parental advisory. Uh, uh, I don't uh, represent the, the thought, thoughts or feelings of the school that I work at. I'm not even going to put their name in this, but the school that I teach at, this does not represent their thoughts or feelings, whatever you're going to hear. I have the parental advisory before you're listening to this. Just know that that. Just reiterating that, that real quick for you. Uh, are we fading? Where's Bula's little ass? I want to get we, after him a little bit. Bula, we're fading Bula this week. Every week, it's fade Bula season. You 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 don't listen to him. And I'll tell you one thing. Like I said, he, he had a pick this week that is that is noteworthy. So you're fading Bula season this week, all right? You're fading him all fucking season, and you're going to do it, and you're going to like it. I don't care what you say. And you know what? I'm, I may be sipping the nectar of the gods this week. I may have fucking tipped the, the, reached my peak in my life. But you know what? I'm riding with Bula this week. I don't care what he has in store for you and what he picked. I'm riding with Bula because the nectar of God spoke to me. That's all coming up here on episode 110 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Let's get into it. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Hey, guess what? It's Victory, it's Victory Wednesday. It's, a, it's, a first, it's only taken three weeks, but we're finally at Victory Monday, Jimbo. Finally. Yes. It feels good. It doesn't feel great after what we watched, but it feels pretty good. Mm-mm. It took the Jets being on our schedule, and it took you guys, Jimmy G, pulled the Pulled the Norlovsky. I don't. Did you see the tweet? Everybody's seen the tweet, right? Yep, the yeah, Dan Norlovsky freedom. Yeah, it's I'm not freedom because Jimmy G didn't. That was you didn't not do as it bad as bad. It wasn't as bad. Was, it looked like the referee was going to have to get in the middle of Jared Allen and Dan Orlovsky at that point because Jared Allen was still going after him. So it's Dan Orlovsky. And, and, and in reality, he saved his team, his team some points. That was a that was a pick six. So it's a big, big brain move by Jimmy G there, as far as I'm concerned. He saved y'all a, yeah. a pick six. Uh, well, we got plenty of get of that to get into. We'll talk about it all. This is episode 110 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Jimmy Plato, Nico Bryant, presented by the Variety Sports Network. Uh, every Wednesday is when we drop our new episodes. YouTube comes out throughout the rest of the week. I know I've been slacking. I had parent-teacher conferences last week, so my brain is a little bit fried. I'll get back on track. Don't worry. Do have great content coming for you, so be sure to follow at FEOTB Pod. Follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore, and if you follow them on your favorite podcasting platform, you'll get this show every Wednesday, plus all of the other great shows. We just added the Out of Your Falcon Mind podcast, so if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, new show for you. Follow the Variety Sports Network, and uh, be sure to check out the merch store, bonfire.com backslash variety-sports-network. 
you can get your return to the jungle shirts or your ride ride or die shirts because we can wear those again now now that both teams are winning we can wear those good Things are beautiful over here right now. We those shirts would have been such a waste if, if we get didn't get a win on the season yet. Those shirts would be such a waste. They're so comfy. You haven't gotten one yet. Gabe sent me a picture, by the way. He picked the right shirt, too. He sent me a picture of him in the Bengals shirt. So, Corti, we appreciate you representing the podcast um, with, with your new life and, and wherever you're listening. But everybody should pick up a shirt, even if you're not one of our good friends. Anyways, Nico, it was a good weekend. We took dubs. You started off the weekend pretty hot. I don't know oh, how you I, could top oh, your Friday know. afternoon. Was oh, that planned? Did, uh, or did your dad just pull up and be like, hey, guess what? Yeah, so, so for those who have who've been living under a rock and don't follow us on Instagram or Twitter, yes, I drank out of Lord Stanley. And my God, was that the, the most sweetest champagne I had ever tasted. Apologies my, to oh, your my, future I, kids for the fact that this Oh my God! I, 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 it was. It, let me. So I'll give the story. So, so um, Friday, Friday afternoon, my dad, my dad has a new client, and he happens to be um, Val's best friend. And, and my dad and Val's best friend invited my father to obviously Natushkin's uh, um, Stanley Cup party because he's obviously been in Russia all summer long. So has not been back to the States. And obviously mm-hmm. with training camp and preseason literally starting the past this, this, this past week. Yeah, like back yesterday. Yeah. Back with all that. So he got his night with the cup. So, and, and uh, uh, luckily my dad's friend was very, very kind enough. Shout, shout out, Ser- uh, Sergey. He, uh, um, He's my dad saying, hey, my son's picking me up. You think he can come in and, 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 and see it and, and just, just say hello. And he was like, oh, absolutely. So I walk in. First thing I see is, is, is this behemoth of a human being and Valerian Nishushkin. And I'm like, yep, that's you. All right. Yep, hey, I, knew, I knew what you looked like. <laughs> he's only two years older than us. Just putting he, that into he, context. He's an absolute unit. That's all yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, and look, he is, he's not going to play for the first first few weeks of the season, obviously, because of the injury, but he's walking good. He, he looks in shape. That's all I'll say. So so I get to there, and, my, and, and I introduce myself. My dad introduced myself to Val, obviously very, very kind guy. And does my he speak English? Name, yes, he speaks English. Everyone good. spoke English, but Russian was the main language. Yeah, so, obviously. obviously. Especially when so, the champagne started flowing, it was kind of probably like Miko, like – I lost my ability to speak English. <laughs> Everyone so. lost their ability to speak English at that point. But yeah, yeah. no, we. I, I introduced myself as Nikolai. For those who don't know, my full name is Nikolai. Yes, it's Russian. And yes, it got me any champagne bottle I wanted <laughs> for, for, for about 30 minutes. So, so I, I went in there. I introduced myself, did all that. And then my dad said, are you hungry? I'm like, no, I want to see it. He was like, "You want to see?" It? I was like, "Yeah, I want to see it." I don't, I don't, like this is the I mean, look, look. Just, just show me the show me. Val. Val, you're cool. I want to see it. And I'm here for one reason, and that's mo- that motherfucker right there. So, so it was in this room. It was, they were taking obviously professional pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and and I kid you not, I could have sat there and stared at that thing for about an hour. Just, just looking at it, staring at it, watching, looking at all the little details. Mm-hmm. I sat there with the with well, my dad was talking business and everything. I sat there with the guy that was the, not the keeper of the cup, not the long haired white guy, but yeah. the, but basically the, the guy, backup guy. Yeah, the backup guy. I sat there talking with the guy, and he was telling me the history about it, how the first. 30 teams or so are already on the cup. Mm-hmm. And the first team, it was the second team that ever won it. The second team that ever won it was the first team right there, n- names on the cup. 
on the side, and the first team that won it got mad, so they wrote their name in the bowl. So if you look inside the bowl, the, the first team that's ever won, I think it was the Montreal something. I can't, it's not yeah. the Canadians, it's Montreal something. Their name, team name, athlete, or all the team's name is all in the inside of the cup. And then you go all the way down, and, and he just told me the history about it. Out of the course, I looked down, looked for uh, uh, the 01 team. Which you found the sheriff. Team. I found I found Scott Parker on there. I found the 96 or ninety seven team. Looked out on there. So a lot of Tampa Bay's team there. The, the the Cal Foot's name on there. That's pretty cool to see Cal Foot eight nine foot both on there. Just a little historian there. Avs. He was telling me that the Avs are are going to be put on there. I think after after the the, the uh, uh, banner raising ceremony. So yep. so he he's in town until a banner raising ceremony. Once once they're out of town, they'll they have one person in the history of the cup. Three people have done it. It's been a grandpa, a dad, and now a daughter. <laughs> Talking about some fucking history. Three people have engraved each single name specifically on the cup. And, man, it, it is, like I said, you can tell it's not printed. You look at it, you stare at it, you're like, yep, someone wrote each single name in there. It, it's mm-hmm. astonishing. It, I, I, I literally, like I said, I literally could have sat there for an hour. And just I was in that room probably for an hour and a half. I kid yeah. you not. Just while looking at it, and, and as Val walked in, took the picture with holding it up. I mean, taking a picture with family, friends. I obviously, obviously got my pictures with it. The shit that I'm gonna keep forever. And, just and then, just and then, some random guy with a mustache off in the corner, like <laughs> exactly. And, and and it's funny because I'm like, I don't want to touch it. Like you know, I, yeah. I don't really win it. But the guy's like, hell no, touch that shit. I'm like. Okay, so like, I, I had my hand around it like it was my girlfriend, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, apologies to your actual girlfriend. Apologies to your actual girlfriend. But yeah, no, I had my arm around it, which was funny. And 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 then we 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 obviously go out and we we convert we coerce with the different family members and everything. Georgie was there, um, new goalie for the Abs, Georgia, which is funny because obviously he, he hasn't touched the cup. That's the one guy in the building that doesn't touch the cup. Him and the 19-year-old goalie that we just drafted in the sixth round, can't remember the name off the top of my head, were both there, both Russians. Another Russian? Both did not touch the cup at all, which obviously makes sense. If you don't play, you don't touch yeah. it. So it makes sense. But we're coercing and we're about to leave. And then my dad's friend goes to my dad and be like, hey, you guys should uh, um, stick around for, for like, like 10 more minutes. And we're like, why? He's like, we're about to drink out of it. I'm like, oh, hold on. Say this. Say that one more time to me, please. Like, like repeat that one so I heard you right the first time, please. So, so they bring it out, obviously, in the middle. They, they pour these bottles of champagne, sparklers everywhere. And obviously, look, I'm not I'm, – I don't know Val very well. I don't know everyone around there very well. So I let everyone have their turn, right? And I'm standing there. And my dad, my dad's sitting there with me. And we're like, you know, if we don't drink out, we don't drink out. It isn't our place completely. We get it. And then we, basically everyone gets through, and it's still halfway full. <laughs> and Val, Val looks at me like, "Your turn." I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely, I will." Say less. I fucking. And it's only a sip. It's only a sip. It's not like I chugged that shit. But I grabbed that sucker on the sides, drank it, and then I have a picture of me. My dad took a picture of me drinking it and after. My face is like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. It's, it, like I said, it's, it's one of those things that I will never, ever forget. It, it, it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And, man, I could not be more thankful of, of the kindness of, of Val and the kindness of, 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 of 
everyone over there. Um, and man, I, I, I when my when I think about my dad, cannot top himself. My dad just pulls this shit. And I'm like, all right, dad, like, I get him. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Your dad lives a pretty, pretty fucking cool life. There's been a couple times where I got, I was lucky enough to be on the other end of those invites, just like the random Saturday afternoon. Hey, we're going to the UFC. You want to go to the UFC? Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. You just mean like you get to go? Like, okay. I guess I'll, yeah, I, I'll tag along. I sit there and I laugh. I'm like, how the? F- I, I just, I just. I, Why I'm do we? Just, what are we doing here? But yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for Val. Thankful for, for my dad. And thankful for everyone there getting the chance to do that. Because like I said, that picture, I, I don't care if I basically my neck is feeding into my fucking chin. It's I have the worst <laughs> double chin going on in the world. But I don't care. How else are you? you otherwise, it's just going to end up all over. Your all shirt. over me, exactly. <laughs> so you, you have gotta, to make sure you that shit. tuck it up here. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you gotta grab was, the sides like your big Italian grandmother. Come here, come here, you beautiful mother You're yeah, a beautiful no. bastard. You gained some weight. That, that was that's that. Yeah, that's, that's how story. my weekend started. Yeah, that's so not to do a little so story. Friday, time. Friday was the yeah. peak, obviously. Anything well, the peak of my life, not just the weekend, my yeah, fucking life yeah. right there. Yeah. No, that's a way better story in the cup. I think Dom loaded his diapers sitting in the standing cup. We we got to go to the party back in the I think it was after the 01 team, but obviously I don't remember it. It wasn't as cool back then because I was four. I didn't really get it, and Dom exactly, was a baby, yeah. so he sat in the cup. But it would be. I'm hoping that we gain some friends of players, and when they win this thing again, we can get at least maybe one invite. Oh, Just oh, no. to... I Go joked. Ahead. I joked with the guy that that was the that was the guy that watches the cup basically that stands there and doesn't drink and just make sure nothing happens to it. And Don't drop like, it again, guys. I was like, yo, my name. I forgot his name already, but he, I, my dad gave him his card, and we were as we were leaving. I was like. We'll see you next year. We'll keep it real nice and close for you. Don't you worry. We'll see you next year. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, hey, you probably joking? heard. I, you I wonder how joking? I wonder how many times he's heard that. I get oh, that I'm we're sure not joking, but like, party. yeah, every team. I'm pretty sure at the Tampa Bay after they won the back to back parade, he's like, same time next year? Yes. Same time next year, yeah. <laughs> no, this is number one bullshit now. He's number one bullshit. Um Let's get uh, let's get to the Federer news because obviously that was something major. You played tennis growing up, so it's probably a little bit more significant to you, but it's significant to the sports world. Uh, Federer is the one who retired, yes? Ro- yeah, Roger retired Roger officially. Look, he's my GOAT. I grew up watching Roger. That was the guy who I wanted to be like when I played tennis. Every single Wimbledon, I, I watched him. Um, didn't matter if it was a first-round matchup or the final. It was always Roger or Nadal. You're either a Roger guy or you're a Rafa guy, and I was 100% a Roger guy. And it's a, it's a, it's it's look. He he last couple three or four years, he's had so many injuries. Talk about knee injuries, back injuries, you name it. So he obviously hasn't been the same past couple of years, and it was time. It absolutely was time. For him to hang him up, but man, talk about one of the, the the classiest, one of the most beloved characters in the sports history. And there's there's no one second to none compared to Roger in the sport of tennis. And man, watching watching the the videos and him and Rafa play together, the last match together, like on the same doubles team for what they call the Presidents Cup. Obviously, the Presidents Cup was this past weekend. We didn't pay that much attention to it because it's middle of football season. So it's not our fault. But either way, Nico, I never a... pay attention to tennis. I exactly. hate to break that to you. No, no, it's the Presidents Cup of golf. Remember that oh, big tournament? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that big tournament nope. we talked about about last year. Yeah, it happened again this year. We just 
obviously didn't pay attention to it because football. Did Holman <laughs> did Holman qualify? That was I heard him talking about qualified. Yeah, Holman did qualify. But 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 the Labor Cup is what 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 they played in, and, and watching Roger for the last time, like I said, it was sad. Um, but no, Roger is like I said, one of a kind Hall of Famer. That was a bucket list item of mine to, was to watch him play at Wimbledon. Obviously, I never will get to him, unfortunately. But I think I already knocked off another bucket list item this weekend. But uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But man, it, like I said, Roger's a goat, in my opinion. I don't care what Djokovic does. I don't care what Rafa does. I don't care what Sampras or Macro did. Roger is the man, the man, the legend, and, and it's sad to see um, a great career come to an end. Yeah, you think that these guys are going to play forever. And that was the other thing, too. It was basically the, the weekend of retirements because then we have the NHL, Zdeno Chara, um, P.K. Subban. And, yeah, Zdeno, P.K. Subban, I and then PK. also Keith Yandel all retired on the on the exact same day. So all three of those guys no longer – basically the stalwarts of the defensive play of the NHL for the last 15 years, if you've been watching since the strike – those are the three guys that you've always been able to count on. You could probably throw Brent Burns and Chris Letang there too. Uh, three of those five are now no longer playing. And we're coming up on the end of Sid's career. And I'm sure <clears throat> there's all the stories about uh, Gretzky's last game and how like Canadians unplugged their phone and had special messages that night. Listen, I know you called the house. I know it's a weeknight. I'm watching 99's last game. Do not talk to me. Do not oh, yeah. call the house again. Okay, very sorry. Bye. That was... I think we're gonna we're coming up on some of those milestone retirements, especially with Ovi and, and possibly Sid. I mean, go down the list of guys that that, that, that paves a generation. Those Gino, Gino is gonna be gone yeah. soon. I'm pretty sure Gino will play till he's like 60 though mm. at this rate though. So he would go back to the. He's gonna go back to the KHL and make way more money. Exactly. So it's not like he's gonna be retired. He'll be just be done with the NHL. Is yeah, what's gonna he's, happen? He do, he's going to pull – it was Datsuk, right? Pablo Datsuk just go Datsuk, back to the KHL. Okay, Kovalchuk both did that. They both play – they're still playing in the – or I don't think Pat Datsuk anymore, but Kovalchuk's still playing in KHL after he officially retired in the NHL about five years ago. Hey, that Russian gas is strong. So those it guys is, are going to play forever. Nothing, but we have nothing but love for Russian gas. Yeah. Keep now we are a pro-Russian gas podcast, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. We're just no, – unfortunately, uh, yeah. Don't listen to – again, if you're in my class, do as I – don't do as I say. Just, just don't, don't listen to me. Just yeah, turn the show yeah. off. Honest, yeah. Just honestly, go get your test reflections done. Uh, before we move into college football, catching up on the week's uh, news and notes, we are brought to you by Row One Brand, a proud sponsor of the Variety Sports Network and this podcast, Far Into the Bench, which you are listening to. Go to rowonebrand.com and follow them at the cool stub. On Twitter, you get 15% off anything in the art gallery when you use code VSP15, VSP15, and you get 15% off. Super proud to be affiliated with Row One Brand. Have awesome artwork. If you're a memorabilia collector, I know Nico is. We've talked about his jerseys that he has behind us when you guys see it uh, when we're recording live in person. Uh, so get in on Row One Brand. Proud member of the Variety Sports Network. Proud affiliate of this podcast as well. Uh, college football was uh, hold on. before we we dive into college football. There's one other thing I remembered. All right, we have history coming. Obviously, Pujols with the 700. That's that's really cool. I, that I was so. I mean, that was basically Brett Favre going down. That last slider was left so far over the plate. So far over the plate. They gave him that. You were trying to have him hit 700. He hit 699 and 700 in the same game. Just so happened to be against his old team too. Yeah, I think they uh, gift. They said, you know what? We were clinched the division. Just give them some meatballs. Don't make it go- that goddamn Fuck obvious, it. please. Either way, it's still it's a, it's a crazy, crazy milestone. Only 
I think three or four Five. people have ever think, done that. Yeah, he's fifth. fifth uh, or Hank, whatever. Hank Aaron. Barry. Um, Barry. Now I got to look that up. Keep, know, keep yeah. talking. I'm, I'm looking. I'll look it up. Either way, it's like you said, it's one of those things you won't see very often. So congrats to Pujols. Uh, like I said, I I didn't I wasn't a fan of you. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say I was a diehard Cardinals fan. If you are, why are you listening to us? There are other variety sports network shows that cover the Cardinals religiously. The <laughs> so uh, Cardinals Chronicles and Seventh Inning Stretch. So go go, go check them out if you're if you're loving this two minute snip of Cardinals baseball we're talking about here. Uh, and then the other one that's going on is is the basically the guy that took away a college football all Saturday night was was Aaron Judge and his chase for a record that's not a record. Basically just to make sure he looks cool. It's uh-huh. a Yankee record. That's a Yankee record, but it's not the record basically. No, it's not an MLB record at all. He'll just it's go still, down to team history. Still it's still cool. Really impressive. And really He's going to make a lot of money when he plays for the Mets next year. And he wore a sweatshirt today wearing be a New York New York or nowhere. Confirmed Aaron Judge going to the Mets everybody. Confirmed you here to first Aaron Judge to the Mets. So go to your bets, go to your prop bets right go now. To prop Whatever bets, he's going to the Mets, baby. He's going to the Mets. All right, you ready for the guys who've hit 700 home runs in their career? I I will see how many I can get. I okay. know Hank, I know Barry. I yeah. want to say um, there's only four of them, so so we're only how, missing how many one steroid other users. <laughs> that makes it easier. None of them. Three yeah, out of the Barry. four. Three out, out of the four. four. Hank okay. Aaron is Mag- the only one who hasn't used okay. steroids. Okay, McGuire. Nope, didn't hit 700 in his career. Sosa. Nope. There's only four. I told you. There's only four guys. I know. So we I'm have Bonds. We have Hank Aaron. Pujols, obviously. So then, who would be the fourth one? A-Rod he was fat. A-Rod he pitched not- back in the 30s and then also hit home runs. Oh, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. It's Babe Ruth, <laughs> Hank Aaron. There's, no, there's no factual evidence Babe Ruth did steroids. <laughs> okay, maybe not steroids, but he was pitching. But he was he on was, something. He was, he was hitting. I think he died of a venereal disease or some sort of complication to a venereal disease. What, what, uh, was, was the other one Mickey Mantle or something? No, it was it's Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Pulhos. Those are the oh, four oh, in history to hit oh, 700 oh. in their career. I know A Rod got to six ninety three or something like that, and that still pisses him off. So, it's seven hundred on. So it's Barry Bonds seven sixty two, Hank Aaron seven fifty five, uh, Babe Ruth seven fourteen, and then Poolhouse just hit seven hundred. And, and I may be wrong here. Did Albert ever get popped? I don't think. He no, not that, but, I, not that I can think of. No, but he probably. We don't I mean, say it, but. I probably did a little bit on yeah, the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be on the safe side of history. If it yeah. proves that I'm wrong, then I'm the asshole. But just being, you know, it's what, you, it's what they do. It's, it's, it's nice to think that he didn't, right? What we'll, we'll say for the kids out there, he didn't, all right? <laughs> and Barry Bonds, or, excuse me, Babe Ruth didn't hit off an era where he wasn't seeing a curveball from the Dominican Republic, okay? Exactly. <laughs> this is why we can't talk about baseball, because it just makes me sad. Can we talk about college football yet? Yeah, in that shit show of a week. <laughs> it was wild. It was crazy. It was there was a lot of a lot of overtime games. A lot of games that shouldn't have gone the way that they did. Uh, so is Miami confirmed not back now? Did you see that I, bullshit? I, I, did, did I or did I not say at the end of the year, you know what? Maybe they have a shot, but they really they don't. Well, they don't. So they no really time. don't. I really don't have a chance. You, you scored some garbage time touchdowns to make that look somewhat decent. Middle Tennessee oh. whooped your ass. At oh home. my goodness. Yes. I, yeah. I get I get playing in hard Probably rock collected a seven-figure check to do it too. 
I get playing Hard Rock Stadium, but come on, man. Like, like there's no one at that stadium. That's like, how it's always been, though. I know yeah, it's always been that way, but come on. Because they only have 10,000. We we toured the school. And when they toured, when we toured the school, it's a high academic prestige. They only have about 10,000 students undergrad. So it's not like I heard that uh, that's what Barstool always says. And I know that th- that's what a lot of people think. They literally don't have that, ama- that many people. When you're in Miami, you're not there to play. You're not there to go nope. to college football games. You're going yeah, to the beach. Yeah. You're going to the nightclubs. You're sleeping all day. The only people that are going to the games are the diehard college football fans. So the 107, the, the lack of attendance, okay, whatever. It's cool that you get to play in the same stadium as Miami. I don't think that has anything to do with it. This team still, I mean, Mario uh, Cristobal, good, he, they, they just haven't gotten over. They haven't adjusted the culture as much as we thought. We thought that they had kind of got themselves right. Obviously, there were some more red flags than we noticed in that Texas A&M game. And they all came to the forefront. Uh, when you get beat like that by middle Tennessee, middle Tennessee is that they're always the Bahamas bowl. That's like yeah. the, 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 the middle Tennessee blue Raiders. They shoot that's, for the Bahamas bowl every single year. If they get uh, six wins, they know that they're going to the Bahamas and, and that's what their players play for. That's all, all they're doing. So the fact that that's the kind of performance that you put out there and you have to rely on garbage time touchdowns to make it look somewhat respectable. I know that we talked a lot about the Pac-12 and the Big 12s deciding who's going to die first. The ACC, outside of two teams that we're going to talk about here in a second, because I think that might have been the best game of the weekend. I think that might have been the best game of the weekend in the ACC. But everyone else just didn't do it for me. Didn't really get it done. Not and, doing it all season. They, yeah. Not, I mean, the NC States of the world, the North Carolinas, the, 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 the Dukes against Kansas, we'll talk about that here in a minute, I'm sure. But, I mean, you go down the list of names, it's a bunch of just, just programs that are halfway decent that just have underperformed. If you're I just about, don't trust any of those teams going up against teams out of conference, even the Pac-12. I, I might favor if, a Pac-12 team over the ACC. If you're Clemson right now and you sneak into the Final Four, I have no faith in you at all to beat any of those top three. Like, like they, they get rolled by Bama, rolled by Georgia, rolled by Ohio State. Uh, uh, probably probably get rolled by most of those teams in the top ten, if I'm being honest with you. Probably end up losing a late game to USC because that seems to be USC's MO right now. MO, so, yeah, exactly. So, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm not maybe, – maybe the ACC's era is over. Who knows? But, but I don't know. Clemson, like I said, Clemson's your one shot this year. Maybe NC State this, this week if they beat, if they beat Clemson. Um, but I, I, that's, that's pushing shrubs. That was so – I'm sure that – let's move on to the Wake Forest-Clemson game. I think we've said all we need to say about uh, Miami and that debacle. But like I said, the, probably the game of the weekend, double overtime thriller. Clemson gets the win, 51-45. It's unfortunate because if you're a better, you should have been hammering Wake Forest. If you watch College Game Day, Pat McAfee told you, hammer Wake Forest, 26-4 and four at home in the last – 20, 30 ACC home games. That is a great line. And you get a Clemson team. You get a Clemson team whose offense is anemic. Their offense sucks so bad. Uyagale doesn't even even get the notion of saying his name correctly at this point. They are relying on their running game, and their running game is not as explosive as it was with Travis Etienne. You don't have a guy like that back there. You are being saved 110% by the fact that you have four studs that are going to get a shot to play in the NFL on your defensive line. Absolutely. You've built up a great defense, and good good on you. That's going to help you win a lot of games. Wake Forest put up 45 points on your ass. 
Sam Hartman, one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen recently in college football. Oh, I don't know if you sport, saw 10,000, yeah, 10,000 yards in his career, only the fifth quarterback in ACC history to do that in his career, 10,000 yards. And the dude balls out. I don't know. You watch QB1, the series on Netflix. He was, uh, I think he was on. I think he was on the same season as Rat- Rattler's season. Rattler, I think he was. He was yeah. he was out in South Carolina. He was twenty of twenty nine, three hundred thirty seven yards, six touchdowns. Dude's a baller. Like, like, baller. Like, if he played for for a top ten program, like I would be number one in the Heisman vote. Let's he put did. it that way. The, the the dude because he plays for Wake Forest right now is not getting the love he should be because he this isn't a one time one time wonder. He's been oh. doing this all. He's year. been doing it for five oh. years, all I, five years. And, and talk about a guy who, if you're a quarterback, if you're if you're if you're a team that needs a quarterback next year, and obviously our two teams hopefully don't need one, but if you're a team that needs a quarterback and you don't have Stroud or Bryce Young on your list, Sam Hartman's a guy that you're looking at, you're like. Maybe we'll get a shot on this guy and he can do some things for us. Like, like, like uh, maybe a good backup that comes in and be a Ryan Tannehill or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's a dog, dog, a dog, dog. He's, uh, like I said, 10,000 career passing yards. In his five year career, he's thrown 85 touchdowns and 31 interceptions, 10,228 total yards. He still has the entire rest of the season. In 2021, he finished with 4,228 passing yards. 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Like, even in high school, that was kind of the knock on him when he was on that QB1 series. He went to a school that sucked. They were god-awful. I think they were in their second year of tackle football. So they weren't going to be able to be successful. And he literally had to carry the team on his back. And since he's been at Wake Forest, he has drugged that program. I don't think people knew what their mascot was. Did you know what their mascot was before he got the Demon Deacons? Yeah, the only reason why I know that is because they're a halfway decent college basketball program every year. There you go. I was going to say, you either know the college basketball team or you know you played with their mascot in NCAA 05 or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Um, But, yes, I I think that they they deserve all the credit in the world. They should have won that game. For some reason, Clemson holds just like a little bit that defense is what holds just a little bit of magical voodoo over some of their ACC opponents. But Clemson, if they don't figure out their offense, I agree with you dead in the water, dead, dead in the water. water. When you get to the postseason. you're going to, this is a trap game this week, in my opinion, trap game this week where they may run, run into a, a wagon and just get caught. Yeah. We'll, uh, let, we'll get into, we'll talk about some of those uh, big matchups coming up because there is quite a big week coming up in college football. Um, Texas A&M, Arkansas. Let's talk about that one. Close game. Arkansas, again, I think in my, in my opinion, should have won. Um, Absolutely. And this field goal at the end. I mean, come on now. I I get it's college football and everybody misses field goals in college football. You think kicking is bad in the NFL. Watch a random Saturday football game. I guarantee you there's at least one or two missed extra points. So what do you think is more frustrating? The kicking in college football or the free throw shooting in college basketball? Oh, oh, I would say the kicking because the free throw shooting, there's a like like But they're free, Nico. I know they're free. But 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 when you you if you're on the road and you're you're facing Duke or you're facing the Havocs uh, uh, and everybody's breathing down your neck at the free throw line, cheering, you gotta throw that little sister, shot in there. Don't, I mother, see what you did. I know, right? Just cheering about your mother, your sister, your brother, and you can hear it all. A little bit different. If you're a kicker and the and, and look, it's loud. Don't get me wrong, it's loud. But for the most part, 
on the field, you should be zoned in. It's not like you can hear every single word a motherfucker 20 or 20 feet to the left is saying to you. So I would say it's worse for, for, for the field goal kicker. Um, but no, it's, it's neither is good. Neither is good at all. Neither is good. This game really wasn't all that great. Neither team played well. Uh, Arkansas, total of five fumbles, lost one, which ended up being pivotal. And Texas A&M had three fumbles. One of them was uh, – actually, they ended up not losing any of their fumbles. So the fact that they were putting the ball on the ground, quarterbacks were not being very good. I mean, there wasn't great quarterback play, and that's what you expect. Texas A&M has nobody, and – Arkansas is built on their running game. Their coach is a former offensive lineman. And I think they carry like eight centers on their roster for whatever. It's like, if if that, it's like if Jimmy made the, the dynasty mode on the video game. Let's be honest. That's what Arkansas is doing right now. They're just loading up on offensive linemen. And you go, coach, why do we need the eighth guard? Do we need to travel eight of them? Because yes, we need the to travel eight necessary. of them. Yeah. You suck it's it up and you, you, he'll be on the team. He's traveling with us. They are super necessary. All right. Don't make me get Jorge Masvidal in here. Super necessary. Uh, what do you think of Michigan? Because that was kind of another big story going into the weekend. They haven't been tested, but the oh. fact that they've been beating up on the teams that they have played is encouraging. And then they go out there against a good Maryland team, has Tua's backup, or not Tua's backup, Tua's little brother, Talia Tagovailoa, playing quarterback for him. And you get a big win at home. Uh, start off Big Ten play 1-0. And now moving forward, you're able to kind of set your sights on, you know, the big games. Got to beat Michigan State. Got to beat Ohio, Ohio State. State yep. Got to make sure that you stay undefeated getting into the Big Ten Championship because if you don't win that game, you don't have a shot at the playoff. And I, this team, it seems like they're focused. I will give them that. This is the most focused Michigan team and might be the best Michigan team that we've seen under Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I don't know. The defense is not quite as talented, but offensively, this is one of the best – they still, teams that I can remember. They still have a lot of questions at quarterback. McNamara or the other guy, I can't think of the name top of my head. It's it's a it's, it's a coin toss every single week with the quarterback. And, no, JJ McCarthy did win. He started the last three games, so he did win that starting job. So over so, so if they are going to stick with JJ McCarthy, then look, I, then then I have a little more confidence. And they they try to play that dumb game where they switch back and forth. They try McNamara and, and go from there. Then then I, I, they're dead in the water to me. And Ohio State rolls them. Look, they they have closed the gap. Jim Harbaugh finally got the monkey off his back last year. But like I said, no offense to any of the teams they played on their schedule. They, they should have rolled through everybody. Maryland. It's known for one thing, and it's the cross. They are not known for football. They're known for Stephon Diggs, and that's about it for football. Nothing else. And they're the cross school through and through. That they should have rolled, rolled through them. And they, they played played with their food. You know what happens when you play with your food? When the big dogs come to the plate, they're gonna take every bit of it. And no play, and that's as good of an innuendo I've ever as I've ever had on the show. So write that fucking down. <laughs> when the bit, when, if you want to play with your food, wait till the big dogs come to the plate because they'll eat it all up. Because man, I am not sold on this team at all. Look, JJ McCarthy is a much better quarterback than McNamara, whatever the fuck is how you say his last name. But no, I I still see Ohio State rolling these guys. The one thing that you said that was that that was so important. What you said there was the defense is not as talented. 
They don't have anyone that can guard Marvin Harrison Smith, Marvin Harrison Smith or Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Neither, nobody in the right mind can guard both of those guys on the field. And it's not like they have a guy to rely on and Hayden Hutchinson to rush the quarterback. They don't as much this year. So unless their offense can put up dumb points like Ohio State can, I don't see it happening. You want to know how many yards they rushed for on Saturday against Maryland? I, I, I don't know. I, Blake I, Corum I, had 30 carries for 243 yards. That's at some point. That's, that's yeah. pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty that's, good. But <clears throat> that, as an offensive lineman, that gets me excited in all kinds of places. Like you were excited watching Russell Wilson play quarterback for the Broncos prior to week one. Now that we know what it looks like prior to week one, you're like, I got to, yeah, now I got to get my innuendo in there. That makes me excited. If I watch that game, game's highlights, I got to make sure that nobody disturbed Mr. P for a while. Okay. Let's let Mr. P go off, have his alone time. He's watching Blake Corum for 243 yards. And let's be honest. I get what you're saying. They don't have anybody to cover the receivers. I don't know if they had anybody to cover the receivers last year. Dax Hill was a really good safety. Aiden Hutchinson would get pressure on the quarterback. It was still a shootout, and they still – the only reason Michigan won that game last year is they ran it up the ass of the Buckeyes all day long. So if you get this Russian attack going, you get this Russian attack right, you get near 200 yards on the ground every single game. I think J.J. McCarthy can do what he did against Maryland – where he's 18 of 26 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and you can win every game on your schedule like that. So as much as you don't have faith in Michigan, I honestly have a lot more faith in Michigan coming out of the weekend. I I, I wish I could, Jimmy. I wish I could because I don't want Ohio State every single year to just to, to be to be the Big Ten team. I like to I, see yeah. some differences. I like seeing Michigan. Like last year, even though Michigan got Michigan got their brakes built, burned off uh, um, in the playoff, they like like I, I enjoyed seeing a different team. <laughs> right, as weird as it sounds, it's joyful seeing a different team. So if Michigan can, I, like I said, I don't, I, I I hear what you're saying. But are we really relying on Harbaugh to beat them two and twice in a row? That's that's a thing here. That's a I thing. don't know. I'm just r- throwing out random stats. What do I know? Obviously, I haven't want to pick them all in the entirety of this entire in this podcast. So maybe I'm just blowing a whole bunch of smoke. I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Either way, I'm just pointing stuff out. Uh, a couple big upsets. Let's talk about those. Um, I just had it. I just had it. Just had it. Oh, not an upset, but a close game. USC beats Oregon State in Corvallis, 17-14. Last that was a trap plus. game. Yeah, yeah, that was a trap game if, if you ever uh, thought of one. And let's see. Yeah, before the lost. game, that line, I was like, why the hell is USC only five and a half? I was like, is Oregon State got some dogs? And Oregon State's got some dogs. Oregon State like, does have some dogs. And, yeah. by the way, Oregon State has upset a couple of USC perfect seasons in Corvallis when they had nothing to play for. When they nothing, were god off, nothing to play for. So they are sorry, actually good. decent now. They have so, turned their program around. Good for Oregon State, like like I said, good for Oregon State, absolutely. But yeah, USC that would have been a bad, bad loss. That would have been the nail in the coffin if you did, if, if 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 this team had any chance of making the top final four. Like like yeah. like like the, and now that's still alive. Obviously, and some they got to be loving. Still, but, they got to be loving it too because Washington is still undefeated. They're now national. They're top. They're ranked in the top. 
uh, 25 at 18. They're probably going to move up. Washington State took a tough loss to Oregon, but Oregon seems like they're bouncing back after getting their brakes beat off by Georgia week one. Uh, Georgia struggled with Kent State. Maybe we should start talking about Kent State as the best one-win team of all time. Take a play, page out of Willie, <laughs> Willie Finger's uh, playbook there. But a, they struggled. They made Oregon, or Oklahoma struggle with their defense, and, and Georgia struggled with their defense. They only scored 32 points on them. But the big story of the weekend, Steve Sarkeesian just can't catch a break, huh? Every time we start thinking, Texas, you got something. You got something going. You walk there, in the There's Lubbock. one other bigger story that we'll get to here in a moment after this. but Bigger Sarkeesian. than Texas Tech upsetting Texas. Yes, yes, Jimmy. I don't know if you watch, we watched what happened to the number six team in the country against Kansas State. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so, that's so, what I was trying to get to, the upsets in the Big 12. Okay, yes. Either Let's way. Let's start with I, Texas because that wasn't as big of a deal. You're correct. I stand yeah, correct. Yeah, te- Texas Tech. I mean, look, look. Talk about a program that was basically dead in the water the last five years. They were a hell of a program in the 2000s and late, early 2010s. I remember, do handle, you remember yeah, Tree. watching Crabtree go up against Texas all those times? Oh, yeah. that McElroy. was quite calls football for us we yeah. loved watching that more Keith than jackson on the call right as exactly. he was retiring too so, so to do that and, and look texas man they're like like am i am i am i like b john robson has been balling for texas he's gonna be mm-hmm. the number one running back t- taking probably next year's draft but this team they just they they just cannot put it together. I don't know if some witch put some voodoo on them or, or what. This team, right? We, we were like, man, Texas Texas can run the table in the Big Twelve. That's what we saw them do against Bama. We were like, you know what? Maybe they have a shot. They might have a shot this year, like to, to be halfway relevant. And nope. Then they go and prove themselves why they they are who they are. Oh, they play <laughs> no defense. Whatsoever. No the Big 12, you and I both know the Big 12 plays no defense, but it should have been a question. But the fact that Texas 12 Tech puts that up against you with, with a bunch of nobodies and, and, and you lose in overtime, I mean, come on now, Texas. You are, like I said, everyone was so high on Quinn Ewers and Texas, what was it, week two? Yeah. And how, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, my my how the turntables you know and really it's not even the turntables it's the world spinning in the normal direction again at this point universe the wrong direction for a day had a retrograde yet yeah yeah at this point ayahuasca didn't was was hit there for a week (laughs) with with, when you played bama and then you came back to reality and realized oh texas who is who we thought they were yeah we're not back we're not great so we're just gonna blow past that there um yeah i really don't understand what it was either i mean they got 337 passing yards and texas tech needed to score two times to even tie it to push it to overtime and then texas doesn't score in overtime um so it was all bad and so this is a i think this is an upset that we've called two years in a row we didn't talk about it this year because we we didn't really find any of the matchups super appealing kansas state upsetting oklahoma the they way that they did three out of the last four years, Jimmy. It they three I said it last week. Years. They play them. They know how to play Oklahoma. They could get the crap kicked out of them the week before against nobody, and they go out and they play Oklahoma. Not only play Oklahoma, but go to Norman and play them in their backyard and then punk them like that. No Adrian, overtime needed. 
uh, they had a quarterback in Adrian Martinez who was on his eighth year in college football at this point. The guy, the guy played <laughs> He's for Nebraska. He's with his doctoral certificate. <laughs> the, guy, the guy played for Nebraska in 2016. He, he, he was in that – the last time CU played Nebraska, yeah, he played in that game and got injured in the first series. So that's how long he's been in college football, just for people who – just for, for, for a time lapse. But, yeah, Adrian Martinez looks like the guy that was the five-star coming out of high school. Like I, he, he is. Well, I mean, he is all, 26. Man, this Oklahoma defense made him look like a goddamn five-star top five pick quarterback. I, I mean, talk about just a lapse in judgment. Everyone last week, we were like, you know what? Maybe Oklahoma still got it. Venables is don't. We said last week, Venables has the boys playing defense. And then they do this, Jimmy. And then they do this. I, I 275 mean, yards on the ground. Talk about the Bula, the Bula curse. We may have the college football curse. Miami, Oklahoma, Texas. We did it last year too. Remember, I, mean, I, I put Iowa in my top two, and they got upset by Purdue. And then I put Michigan in my top three, and they got upset by Purdue. Purdue just kind of screwed me all last season. I said it since I said it basically since I was on Gunnison Sports Talk Radio. I was like, if I talk about your college football team, I you're apologize. done for. You have I apologize. A good yeah, you have I ruined a good it for you. Make sure that your team doesn't impress me because if they don't impress me, I won't I won't jinx you. But I, had a, a, I have a hell of a jinx going with college There's football. only one team that we talk so high about that literally doesn't matter how much jinx we put on them, and it's Alabama. Everybody else, we, we put as much jinx as possible. Who does Bama play this week? Who does Bama play this week? Let's, look, at, you, let's look ahead. They're not losing this week. I'm not, they, like, I don't care who they're playing. Arkansas. Now at Arkansas. I'll guarantee a W right now. Do they cover, though? Maybe that's what's what our curse what, will be. What's the spread? 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's steep. Yeah. That's steep. For Over under 61. For a team that runs the ball a lot like Arkansas, and that's a good defensive team, oh, you know I hate betting against Bama, but that's that's enticing. Very enticing. I'm not taking Arkansas to win. No fucking shot. But not, but man, that that 17 and a half has got my juices flowing. Not that. Not a half. Is Bula picking college football game this week, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, if Bula, he is, bet the opposite. Oh, no, no, Bula said no because he's not. If he goes 0 and 5 to start the year, he may switch. <laughs> he may switch. <laughs> call an audible. Let's call an audible here. Hey, that that's okay. Bullet, you just get a W on your transcript. That's the way college works. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some of the games coming up this week. Uh, obviously, here's here's some a story that we didn't touch on. Florida State, they are undefeated in the top 25. Yeah. We talked about that program being in the gutter and being dead, and I, I was running them through the gutter pretty hard early on this season, talking about last year's week one, barely could beat Notre Dame, had to wait for the Disney Plus script to be written with, uh, man, Taylor, Taylor McKenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton, Mackenzie Milton, Mackenzie Milton, having to wait for the Disney Plus script to finish itself, and it didn't happen. They're undefeated. They're winning games where they're down and they're having to mount late comebacks. I don't know if they're going to be that successful moving forward. And we just talked a whole lot about how Wake Forest offense and Sam Hartman knows how to put up some points. Here's what I'm going to say: sixty-five and a half over under. Is that too steep for you to go with? It's ACC football, so. Let's just keep That's, that, bear that in mind. It's interesting because, like I said, I like this Wake Forest offense a lot. I do, and but Florida State, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of their football. I watched the first game of the year, but I haven't watched a lot of Florida State football. Obviously, Wake Forest doesn't now. play defense. You don't have to worry about that. Even if Florida State's so, offense sucks, so, Wake so, Forest is going to help them with. They're going to spot them twenty. 
So with that reasoning, if you think that one of these both these teams can put up thirty points, you take it over. Uh, it's I think not it's, even questions. Like, it's I not think even it's questions. thirty points, no doubt. I I think that's going to be easy. Thirty points each. Each. If, if you think money. both teams can put up thirty points, you take that over and you run with it. You put it. You put a K on it and you run with it. So uh, if you're that strong with it, and, and, and I would agree, I, I'm probably going to be taking that over too because of what those two teams have done the past couple of weeks. Well, just imagine you bet the under, and then it's a 48-49 game. That's what I – then you have to be pissed off that you're watching a hell of a performance, but it blew your under out of the water. That's exactly. that's where – and it's week four. It's like right around where the calendar is about to turn October. Things get a little bit spooky. And remember, college football, you're relying on 18- to 23-year-old males that are dumbasses and don't do the right thing week to week. So who knows what you're going to get out of these out of these kids. Especially Absolutely. Wake Forest Just and Florida kidding. State. They got some other things going on on campus, like, you know, studying, parties, all of that kind of stuff. It's not, you're not at Alabama, you're not at Clemson, you're not at Georgia where it's football 100% year round. Tell you that, uh, yeah. Let's talk about, I think Clemson has a pretty interesting matchup. NC State 4 0, ranked number 10 in the country, going into Clemson. Clemson's six and a half. Clemson is a six and a half point favorite right now. Over-under set at 42 and a half. I'm running with it. I'm picking NC State to win this game straight up. I, I Picking them outright? Outright. Out, out fucking right. I don't State. hate it. I've picked – I tried to call a couple of NC State outright upsets, and, and I ended up coming damn close a couple times. And here, here's my turn to run the table here. I'm picking this outright right right away. Like I said, Uyagale is the guy that is taking the NIL money and making the most out of it for the next year and a half. Not even year, basically half a year at this point, because they got a stud behind him. That's a five-star quarterback that's going to be taking his job unless he doesn't go. If he, if because he, because he, he better go to the NFL because his job's going to be taken next year, and he won't have any more NIL money. So I am taking NC State. And I'm running with it with this thing. Like I said four and all, great program. The boys are boys are booming for NC State. And like I said Clemson after what you did last week, you cannot do that against NC State. Wake Forest with Sam Hartman did that too. Good. NC State has plays good, hard, smash mouth football. Talk about a ball club that that, that will come in on ABC at, at the late game and just be like, you know what's our turn to show up a little bit and, and show some pride here. So I'm running with NC State absolutely here. I think so. I don't too. love it. I don't love it, but I am. it's tough. It's gonna be tough and it's not gonna be a blowout by any means. I don't think Clemson Clemson's such a good program and their defense is still set up in such a way that I don't think they can get blown out unless it's, you know the SEC, the top of the SEC, which is just seems to be on another level than every everything. <clears throat> but I do think that it's live. I think they're a live dog. And I would at least take the spread. I love the plus six and a half if I'm a, a Wolfpack fan. And why not? Put the money on them outright. I think you're you're gonna make way more back on on your oh, on your buck. Six more and a half spread that is way too much for what for for what what they did last week. Clemson what? hasn't blown anybody out since Trevor Lawrence Moved on. Exactly. That's that's the fact. Yeah. That's it's the fact. fact. It's, not, it's not even a lie. It's a fact. <laughs> uh, last ranked matchup here. It's the SEC. Uh, Kentucky, number seven in the country, going to Ole Miss to take on the Rebels, also 4-0. Ole Miss ranked 14 and Kentucky ranked seven. Mississippi is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game as well. The over-under is 55-and-a-half. 55-and-a-half feels, feels like an interesting line here. Like it, it really does. I mean, seems like it could hit, huh? It, it seems absolutely like it could hit here. Seems like it could hit. And should we really think that one of these teams, honestly, 
if one if you think one of these teams is a touchdown better than the other, would you put that money on Ole Miss or would you put that money on Kentucky? I probably will put it on Kentucky. That's what I'm thinking too. I, I, I think I, Ole Miss is in this spot. They haven't played anybody great. No, and not at all. Their style like, points haven't been all that impressive. And what I saw Kentucky do to do against Florida, and, and I have a little more faith in what they do. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, this Lane Kiffin, that. I like I said, I, I I would I think my line is going to have to go with 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 Kentucky here. Absolutely. Florida's down pretty bad. They just lost back to back weeks to Kentucky and Tennessee. I can't remember. After the we last were time so high happened. on them, I'm beating Utah. Oh, Anthony Richardson doesn't know how to play quarterback. You yeah, you throw out you threw out there. We should we should get I him took a the flyer. Heisman. I took a flyer on a Heisman. You, that, should give, you try to give that flyer back, just like how Geno Smith is is still writing his letters now that we wrote him off and, and he's proven us right. That flyer has already been cashed, and it was about ten cents that I got back. So it, it was back. nice, very nice. There you go. Uh, that's uh, now we got to mention the uh, Tennessee game. So they did upset Florida second time in the last six years that the Volunteers have beaten Florida in that game. So good job, good win for Tennessee that program. I feel like. Tennessee's always a team that just sticks around and plays teams tough. They're never like, you know what, they got a shot to win the SEC. SEC. It's always like, nope, they're probably not going to win it. But you know what, they'll give most teams best game of the year. Like, they'll, they'll give a lot of teams some hell. And that's literally all they're good for at this point in the SEC. I agree with you. Uh, we're going to wrap up our discussion on college football here. No real changes in the rankings. USC moves up one. Kentucky moved up one. Tennessee bumped up three spots. NC State bumped up two, and that's your top ten. So it goes Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, USC, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, NC State. Uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor have a big matchup. That's a ranked matchup. I forgot to mention that one. Uh, Baylor looking to try and stay alive in the Big 12 championship race, and Oklahoma State looking to try and stay undefeated. So there are some pretty good – we're starting to get into the conference schedules, and we're going to start figuring out who's going to be in the line for these conference championship games. And – we all know you don't win your conference championship, can't make the playoff unless you're Alabama and Nick Saban. Exactly, and and ladies and gentlemen, we have a new segment on the show. Let's let us let us let's play. Where is the line, Jimmy? Where do you welcome to the prices rights? Where do you think the line is for the Colorado Buffaloes this week at Arizona? Without looking at Arizona, I'm gonna give the Cats. Plus, or excuse me, the Cats minus 20. Plus 17 for the Buffaloes. They're going into Arizona. Does that that count? Did I get the the correct one? Since you are higher, we will be taking Nico Bryant every single week. This is a new segment on the show. Nico Bryant will be taking the Wildcats at an alternate spread at minus 20. Because fuck it. Whatever Jimmy picks each week is what we're rolling with. And the Buffaloes are at plus 17 right now. Do we figure out what frat house they pulled their new quarterback from? I have not figured out, but Ralphie or, 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 or Chip is playing solitaire in the East Stand or the West Stand. So, oh, they have a full. For us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I my mean, goodness. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Plus 17. That seems pretty easy, Jimmy. I think, I think you're right. Minus 20 is the way to go here. Arizona won one game two years ago. I know, and I don't know. CU is going to win no games this year. So. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the CU game. The CU I, I try and avoid. The, I I see enough of the beatings, especially for the first couple of weeks of NFL football. I can't watch another team close to me get beat. I don't care about the Buffaloes, but 
that I don't, that I don't stink know. that they put on college, college college football in Colorado smells all of us. So 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 bad. At least Air Force is halfway relevant. They're at minus fifteen this weekend against against Navy. So good for them. But yeah, plus seventeen this week, man. Like I said, I. I, I'm looking at fan or uh, to be na- not to be named uh, uh, sportsbook to not to be named. No free yeah. shoutouts. Um, I don't know if I can follow, find alternate spreads. Maybe I can come game day. But you bet your ass I'm taking the plus the, the minus seventeen for Arizona. You bet your ass if I can do the bet, I'm taking the minus twenty and we're running with it. <laughs> yeah, you might as well bet it until they prove it otherwise. Uh, before we get in into recapping week three of the NFL. Uh, wanted to mention everybody should follow at FEOTB pod, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow at variety underscore sports underscore subscribe to that, that YouTube channel. If you've subscribed to the part variety sports network, YouTube channel, you've seen the talk in the gridiron show that I host every Sunday with Darren and Tyler from the fat boy fadeaway sports podcast. Last night was a fun episode. We got to see Tyler meltdown live because we were watching, we were recording the show as the Sunday night football game was ending. So he had the opposite reaction to that fumble that you did while you were sitting there in the stands. Uh, it's a great show. Everybody should remember to subscribe, leave a like, five-star rating, wherever you are listening, and uh, let us know what you think of the show. At F-E-O-T-B pod, at Variety, underscore sports, underscore. Let's get an update of the Pick'em. Has the Monday night game ended yet? No, it has not. not the yet. Cowboys look like they have it almost sealed up 240 left yeah giants have no timeouts that's basically over at this the giants have, how do the giants have no timeouts i, I don't know i i'm i'm watching it on, on my ipad right now i don't know what happened or, or they must have wasted them already trying to come back but yeah i i, I don't know good for good from the cowboys damn it no, I guess I had a quarterback controversy i guess i guess i said it in preseason jimmy did i not you did I say it, it preseason I, I was like cooper rush there we, Cooper Rush is 3-0 if he wins tonight, which it works out. He wins tonight. He's 3-0 as a replacement starter. All right. You want the, the good news or the bad news? That means if the Giants do lose, you went 3-3 three and three on the week. Puts you at 9-9, nine and nine, dead even on the entire season. So I, not bad. I mean, they call me the Pittsburgh Steelers because at least I don't have a losing record. So, I mean, I'll take that it, felt I guess. Like a, that felt like a quick shot across the bow. It, it, it's a little early on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it is a little early on to do that. Seven I and 11. I went two and four. Obviously, we I got Cleveland right. I got Cincinnati right. And then I lost all of it, the rest of it, because Jimmy G forgot how to play quarterback. You got Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati, and Denver. So, you missed Pittsburgh, Buffalo, New York, I miss Las Vegas, Buffalo, and New York. So it's close. It's closer than it has been, especially close. in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Uh, Bulla, That's what happens when you don't pick the whole slate. <laughs> at least we're better than Bulla. Bulla, like I said, Bulla's down so bad. I mean, I, 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 Bulla's been giving me some rumblings on who he's cursing this week. But, man, you do not want to be on that graphic this week. That's all I'm going to say. You do not want to be on that graphic. And if you're a fan of the team, on, uh, of the team playing against the team on that graphic, good job. You you're, you got a solid, easy victory coming up. So that's the update on the Pick'em so far. Let's talk about these games. A uh, lot of close games. I don't know if you can call them some of the best games. Um, <laughs> let's start with – let's go Thursday Night Football and move forward. Chicago Brissett, I know that it's it's Deshaun Watson's team, and we just made the quarterback controversy joke with Dallas. You can kind of make the same joke with Pittsburgh – or excuse me, with Cleveland. The way that they beat played the Browns with – no quarterback, really, not a real passing game, just absolutely bludgeoning you with that backfield tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I know that you had some 
bad feelings after this game. You, for those that don't know, Nico lost seventy dollars on that last second touchdown. Seventy dollars of a how many leg parlay? Was it five? It was. It was a three leg parlay. I, it was a Pat McAfee boost. I had, um, I, I had uh, uh, Steelers plus seven and a half. I had Najee Harris touchdown and a Nick Chubb touchdown. Najee Chubb scored in the first half. That was easy money. The fucking – Jimmy, we were sitting at six points. Yeah. All the Steelers had to do was go down. Yeah. Go out of bounds, go down. And, and, and instead, we have this, this motherfucker. That didn't happen. I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I, I was in shock. I was in shock. I, I was in a loss of words. I kid you not. I, I, that is one of the worst beats I have ever – Ever had? I sat there and I was like, I can't. I was. I, I almost spent that sixty dollars. I, I was. I was. I was like, man, I want sixty bucks. Like, like two minutes left. I was like, oh no way that they score. Like, this is easy money. They'll punt the ball. Pittsburgh will run. Like, this is easy money. Like, I, 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 I'm living lavishly. But nope. <laughs> nope. It's never easy. Never not easy so, money. Not so much. I got sweat until the last second of the damn game. Oh my god! I was losing my mind. I was like, I can't believe. First of all, I can't believe I bet on that game. Secondly, I, 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 I <laughs> fuckers at the end. I mean, and, and think, think about this. I wasn't even the worst bet. If you had Chase Claypool over thirty yards receiving, that that little play at the end put him under thirty yards. So <laughs> that killed a bunch of parlays. If you had a. Uh, uh, I think turnovers or something. There was another turnover. If you had him in fantasy football, that basically knocked him back three points. So you might have lost a fantasy football game because of that guy. So, I mean, you can go down a list of things that, that, that these guys did for you with that Thursday night shit show that we watched. It wasn't the best game. I'm hoping that this week we'll talk about it here. That's going to be one of the games that we pick because it's also the Bengals game, but it's the Thursday night football game. I think we're going to be in for a much better matchup. And I think those two teams will be much better prepared for that game. And, and we should be in for a better, better result. Um, <clears throat> the Bears get a good win. The Titans got a win to finally get themselves back on track. The Colts, with probably the biggest upset of the weekend, now sitting at 1-1-1, one, one, and one, right right in the thick of things for the AFC yeah, South. We're part, right where, where Mike Tomlin wants to be, 1-1-1. One, one, one. <laughs> not yeah. not far. Not above 500, not below 500, and not 500. You're right where you want to be. I don't even know what that winning percentage would work out, and I don't feel like looking it up or doing the math. Um, I don't know what's going on because Matt Ryan, we said it last week, hadn't looked great, and then all of a sudden he did just enough. And this Chiefs team does this every year where they have one weekend where they're all arguing with each other like somebody didn't give enough high fives or smiles because what do you have to complain about? I feel like caretaker in the longest yard. I, I know how you deal with the depression. I'll be honestly, I don't know what you're depressed about. Hey, smile. you're good. You're in the AFC championship every year. You've won your division for the last six years in a row. What do you and Eric Bieniemy have to argue about on the sidelines? And then you have Shady McCoy coming after him in the Instagram uh, uh, comments. Coming like, after the enemy doesn't know ball. Oh. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, man, <laughs> look about this. AFC West, one and three on the weekend, Jimmy. And a team that won put up 11 points and almost scoregami themselves. You, t- you, have, you have the only winless team in the NFL, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, who 
I called it. Thank you very much. I know who the Raiders are. I know who Josh McDaniels are. And the Raiders fans are already calling for his head. How funny is that? I'm I'm drink, I'm sipping over here, drinking my tea, carminating this shit because I'm enjoying every second of it. And then you have the, the, the Chiefs do what they did. The biggest takeaway for me is the Colts aren't bad. The Chiefs aren't bad. Jaguars are a wagon, Jimmy. I think the Jags are a wagon. They had to get rid of that snob and Urban Meyer and everything all of a sudden gets all good. Talk about a team that fucking rails the Colts last week. The, 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 uh, uh, two weeks ago, the Jaguars played a good, another good game against the Chargers who beat the Chiefs uh, or played a great game against the Chiefs. I mean, uh, like I said, the AFC West, maybe not as good as we thought, A. And B, like like that the AFC North, yeah, so North AFC North could could possibly get two or three teams. Possibly. Yeah, the AFC South. That's the Jaguars and that's the Jaguars, Texans, Titans, and um, Jack, Texans, yeah, Jaguars, Texans, Texans, Titans, and Colts. Jaguars, Texans, Titans, and Colts. Um it's interesting to me. I, I really was surprised by the fact that Tennessee woke up the way that they did obviously I picked the Raiders to win that game but the Raiders you either get a half of perfect football or you get a half of unwatchable football and sometimes it goes it goes first quarter good second and third oh my god what the hell am I watching fourth quarter let's try and come back really quick but it's too late uh Derrick Henry finally showed up he awoken woke up for the season this just proves to me and it should prove to everybody out there play your guys in the preseason just do it. I know we, we're gonna harp on it every single week, but man, yeah, just like, do it. It's, like I said, it's funny. It really is funny seeing all the Raiders fans just, just, just so high on being like, we got the fucking next Bill Belichick. We, we, we hit a home run higher with McDaniel's, and here we are, week three. And they're like, this play call is terrible. This, that, and no the other thing. Shit. Like, oh, you don't say. Hmm. It's it's funny. It's like it's like I've been saying that for how how long now, Jimmy? Ten years. What was, his, years? what was his record against the Raiders when he it's, was the coach here? It's, Probably it's, like it's, one in four. It's kind of funny how that works out, huh? It's like we know football. It's like that we know what what he was like here, huh? Kind of funny how that works out. And if now, you don't ignore the facts and you pretend like they're not there, you can get some stuff accomplished. Exactly. We joke how, you know, Tom Brady's assistant quarterback, right? We joke about that. He obviously isn't. But 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 we joke about how how all literally all the Patriots assistant coaches, anybody from the Bill Belichick tree of the last five years, they are the most system coaches I have ever seen in my life. Bill Belichick's a system coach. See, I mean, you name it. I mean, I mean, look what the Patriots did. Like, look at the names out there. Look at the names out there. Fucking McDaniels ass. Patricia. Ass of Detroit, fucking Joe Judge ran the QB stink on the own 15 yard line at third and 25. I mean, you could go down the list of names, Jimmy. I'm just, I'm just astonished that Raiders fans think that it's going to change. <laughs> Brian Flores fired after being asked to tank for the season. You're always that's another one. Yeah, oh, and three only winless team on the season. The fucking Texans are better than you. They got a tie. The Texans, the team that's tanking for CJ Stroud. So I'm oh, two and one. Yeah, oh, two. Yeah, and yeah one. the team, the team that added arguably one of the best receivers in football, Devontae Adams, one of the best pass rushers in football, Shannon Jones, all of a sudden can't beat nobody. <laughs> 
can't beat nobody. And y'all are surprised that Josh McDaniels is doing this. I'm not. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'll be again here next year when, they, when, when he gets fired and, and, and interviewed for another job. I got to get the soundboard going because when we talk about the Raiders and they them losing, I'm just going to play Nate Diaz. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I'm not surprised at all. Not at not all. Surprised. Not the slightest. All right. Uh, moving forward here, Bills Dolphins, obviously not the way that that game, you want to see that game end. You want to see that game decided. There's a lot go- to unpack here. Let's start with Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey had a little bit of a freak out. Ken Dorsey. I love it. I fucking love it. It was good. I, I, I didn't, I I didn't it. mind it's it. Good. It's good. It's, it's even more funny when you see what Adam Schefter tweeted on Sunday morning, being like, the NFL sent a warning to all teams about the Microsoft edges after Tom Brady uh, uh, broke two of them last week. <laughs> they sent oh, a message. The team, do not break the edges. Be careful oh with the equipment. It's a lot of money. Here, Ken Dorsey is just fucking throwing that well, shit. He, like, he just this. He bounced the edge off his desk, and then he, he like I heard it on another on another show that I was listening to. Then he just kind of ran out of shit to break, so he just grabbed some paper. Have you ever like grabbed paper? Or grab like, oh, no, I never mind. And then throwing it against the camera so it doesn't pan on him because he know he looked at the camera and be like, oh fuck, you're getting every second of this. It, it is it is the second best. Uh, 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 view into a coach's box that we've had all year. The first being the Tommy Reese on the phone. The, you motherfucker, I can't believe you're doing this shit. And Tommy Reese just being like, You are letting your team down. Do you realize down. that? Just and, the co- and, and the quarterback just crying about to cry, just sitting there. Yeah, that's, that's number one. But number two, Ken Dorsey right here. Great A, great A content right there. Beautiful. The guy that said, what was it, last last year when he got – or la, the last, I'm last not summer, a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath <laughs> at all. I'm not Mike McDaniel. I'm not Brian Dable. And there he is. I'm goddamn psychopath. <laughs> that was how he laughed after he said it. <laughs> he laughed he, like a psychopath. He knew what that game meant. Man. He, he, we knew that he was a psychopath. He wore, he wore 21 when he played quarterback or some stupid shit like that, 21 or 24, if I remember correctly, when he was playing at Miami. And he was the guy that was almost brought in to replace Troy Aikman. Jimmy Johnson loved him from Miami. That's another interesting, if you wonder why Jimmy has no time left in his life for social life outside of school, it's because I remember that Ken Dorsey was brought into Dallas in 1995 to try and replace (laughs) Troy Aikman because Jimmy Johnson loved, loved his Miami guys. I I have no life. I should, let's just move on. Uh, this, Are you? This, this, this is. Game, I think this was good for Buffalo because it was. They lost this game, so I, okay. I will. Uh, I'm not going to make any excuses. Miami, you should not apologize for winning, especially in, in the NFL and against that, because everybody knows that the Bills should wax everybody else in this league. Now your, your defense is so depleted that you can make. I saw. There are some Bills mafia fans like, oh, good, Tua finally is able to step up and beat our backups. Hey. You got to play who's on the field. If those are your backups, you better make sure that they get better because exactly. Mike Hyde ain't coming. Mike Hyde ain't coming back. Yeah, because when those playoffs come around, your backups are going to be needed no matter what. Like that, that's your team's only as good as your worst guy. So, so and look, you I got know, the muff snap on both spikes. That's what really is, is is worrisome to me. Going into halftime, Josh Allen and your center can't get a clean exchange underneath, so you have to quote fake the spike and then. He makes Stephon Diggs look like a – everybody looked lost on that play. I, you, That was a play where you kind of just go, 
All right, let's go back to the locker room, guys. Obviously, it ain't happening today. Let's go see if we can figure out how to turn this shit around because there's some sort of curse, some sort of voodoo hanging over the top of us, and it happened again. And then Josh Allen missed a wide-open throw on that two-point conversion. Like, all of these things. Into the dirt, into the dirt. All of these things, it, it, it all leads to Buffalo didn't, you know, Miami didn't necessarily win that game. They escaped with a win. Uh, they escaped with the win. I, I know you're the, the biggest Bills. Tua hater in the world. I know you are. Well, oh, well, let's talk about Tua because he's still on Queer Street right now. Do we think – does he know it's Monday? Because concussion protocols are a myth, obviously. Concussions are a myth, apparently. Uh, apparently. I just think that owner just thinks that he's so high above everybody, except he just got slammed with like three, three or four different violations, and now you're under investigation by the NFL again. Stephen Ross, good job, oh, man. I, 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 it's. It, Do you it, think that he called directly to the training office and been like, "Get that motherfucker back on the field right now"? Say it's a back it, injury. I don't care Advil. if he can't see straight. Give him some Advil. Uh, um, give him a back massage. Uh, uh, do, do whatever you need to do, but get him on the field because we have no shot with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback to win this. And, and look, look. You can hate on Tua all you want, but you cannot deny what this guy has done the first three weeks of the season. You cannot deny him at all. A guy under Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel has made life as easy as possible. Throw it to the really fast, really, really fast guys. And and make his life as easy as possible with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall doing things out of this world. And talk about a guy, a a running back committee team. Chase Edmonton Edmonds stepped up this week. He was a big time player in the run game that Buffalo did not have many answers for. Not many answers for. And, And when you have that running game getting going and this team running as fast as they can, like I said, it's an interesting matchup this week, is all I'll say. Before we, we won't, I'm not diving into it yet. But, but man, I, I, I'm, I'm all aboard this Dolphins hype train. I said it before the season started, Jimmy. When we did half of the half of the uh, uh, divisional breakdowns, I said Dolphins going to be second in this division. I still stand by it. I knew the New England wasn't going to be what they were. I knew the Jets weren't, weren't going to be what they were. I, I knew the Jets were going to be what they were. They were and de facto I, number two. There wasn't much. Either way, they were my number two, and I had faith, and I, and I said it. I was like, this team was was two, two last two, three weeks of the year, they were on the verge of making the playoffs. People forgot. They were in the conversation. They obviously didn't slide in, but they were in the conversation. And here we are again this year with a brand-new head coach that is loving all the weapons he has. And, and just literally – I'm not going to say it because you have kids, your students listening to this, but basically basically making himself very, very happy at night thinking about what he can do with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on a nightly basis. And you and you add in one of the, one of the fastest guys in football – I mean, like I said, this defense is, is the scary part right now. Trying to trying trying to keep up with general, but for the most part, they look damn good slowing down this Bills offense that looked like it could not be stopped. So, and if your offense can run like that, I like your chances a lot of weeks. So, good for the Dolphins. Like I said, it seems like every year we're doing this: Dolphins good, Dolphins that, and then they fall off. I think this is a little more sustainable this year. It seems more sustainable. And one thing that continues to be a common theme that we have to talk about on this show, Buffalo can't run the football. That was their downside. Josh Allen threw the ball 64 times. That's never going to get you a win. Um, Detroit ended up losing. Kirk Cousins remembered how to play football now that he's not in uh, primetime. Baltimore, uh, excuse me, that game was 28-24. Baltimore beat 
New England, Lamar Jackson had all of the yards on that. Yeah, he's going to get paid somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be in Baltimore. If if Baltimore doesn't pay this guy, it'll be the biggest biggest blunder in Ravens history. That's all I'll say to you right now. You don't back up the Brinks truck for this guy. It is the biggest fail in your team's history. That's all I'll say. And Five I've, touchdowns I, accounted for on Sunday. He, the Baltimore Ravens have one of the best offenses in football, and Lamar Jackson is about 95% of it. <laughs> Let's look um, at ex- perspective. Remember when Giselle tweeted, um, excuse me, my husband can't throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time? I think Lamar Jackson might be the closest thing that we have to somebody who could do that. He basically is. He literally does everything. When everything. he has that conversation, you know, the Friday, light, Friday Night Lights conversation, listen. You're blessed because we got a runner. All you got to do is exist in those two seconds between the snap and you deciding, fuck this, I'm going to pull this ball down and let's run the ball. That's all you got to do, Lamar. Like I said, if, if, you, if, you're not, if you're getting some flyers out there, Lamar Jackson for MVP is a flyer. Like right now, right away, I'm on Josh Allen and Mike, Josh Allen for MVP already. I'm going to stick with that because I still feel like he has a good chance. But if you like flyers, Lamar Jackson right now probably doesn't have a better price right now if, if, you're, if you're liking the team what he's doing. Because what, what did we say before the season, Jimmy? Lamar Jackson either is going to fall flat on his face or he's going to be have an, an unbelievable season where the Ravens are going to have to pay him more than what he was originally asking for because the, the price goes up after time. So, so – <laughs> Like I said, if you're the Ravens, the only reason you're relevant is because number because because number eight right now, and Lamar Jackson, man, he is him. <laughs> he he is something different. Um, obviously, big win for for the Ravens. Eagles, big win over Washington, kind of solidified oh, themselves as the leader in the a- NFC East. We kind of figured that too. Helped our fantasy team out quite a bit because we have Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Devontae so, Smith, a dog, absolute yeah, dog. Yeah. Finally he, showed up this year. Congratulations. Welcome to the season, Devontae. Thank you for, I, thank I, you for being I, here. I mean, man. Oh, AJ I, Brown too. AJ Brown is a stud in that we, offense. We when you use we, him correctly. When you use him correctly, things go very, very good for you. We don't say a lot of good things about Philadelphia. But when we do, man, this team's fun to watch. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy myself. I'll be honest with you. I thought he got – I was a fan of him in Alabama because I thought he was he, – he just played football the right way. And I, and I thought he, he really – obviously, Tua was all this, all that, but he kind of got shafted in the end. But to see what he's doing right now, it is ironic how two of the, two of the last unbeaten teams, the last two unbeaten teams in the NFL were in the same quarterback room on that 2018 National Championship team with Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Kind of funny how that works. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts, man. I, I cannot say enough about this guy. There's a reason why in the fantasy football mock drafts we did and, and what we were saying about quarterback-wise, I was like, buy early with Jalen Hurts. Because mm-hmm. when you add these weapons he has, I mean – Man, oh man, this team can can run up and down. Sirianni's over there just licking his chops, being like, "We got that fucking dog in us." I'm not saying this is this is the Eagles of the 2019, 2018, whatever year it was. 2018, whatever it was. 2018. I'm not saying they're as good as them, but their offensive line, led by Kelsey and this this new center that they drafted, playing left guard, basically the predecessor. Landon Dickerson. Landon yeah. Dickerson. I'm, he's playing left guard for them until Kelsey retires, and he'll step right in. I mean, this team has everything you can want, and their defense, man. Their defense, Jordan Davis, talk about the steal of the first round. We knew this guy at six foot fucking ten to three fucking eighty was going to be an animal. Pounds. Basically, Andre yeah. the Giant out there just mauling people, night in, play in, play oh, out. And, 
He's helping Brandon Graham. Listen, so you either gotta much. you either gotta block uh Jordan Davis or you gotta block Fletcher Cox or you gotta block Brandon Graham. By the oh, way, Brandon Graham still signs helmets and autographs. I'm the guy who fumbled strip sack Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and won Philadelphia their first world championship. So that is Brandon Graham. They were just eating Carson Wentz alive. And that's up for me because Carson Wentz is my starting quarterback in my teacher league. I'm sorry. He had a good first two weeks. Man, he was not at this this week. Nope, that and, was and, not it. And you bring in a playmaker like Darius Slay last season, and he just he's just literally ball hawking. He's like, holy shit, the ball's in my arms already. Like like, like I didn't have to. I do didn't anything. have to do anything. What Darius Slay's all oh, that guy. Yeah, that Your guy. That down there. What are you? Why are you throwing it to me for? Yeah, this Eagles team. They they're they're dangerous, Jim. They are they're dangerous. Dangerous, and and I would not think I would be saying that about an NFC lease team at this point in the season. But I think I can confidently say this: Eagles. You gotta, you gotta get your digs dangerous. in while you can. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Got to get your digs in while you can. Uh, let, last game that we'll recap, and then we'll talk. We can go back and forth when we we get to our pick them. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little tired, so I'm being a little selfish. So we're gonna we're gonna move forward quickly through this thing. Packers at Bucks. Obviously, without any of the weapons, it was going to be difficult for Brady to win in this matchup. It's Rodgers now, I think, third overall victory, maybe second overall victory against uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Packers did what the Packers always do. They Their offense finally looked in sync. They finally looked like they're able to put something together for a time. All this shows me is that this Buccaneers defense is still damn good. If you can get this Buccaneers team into the playoffs, they have the defense all the way through. From the front seven to the secondary, your special packages, you're getting after the pass rush. You have the two best linebackers in football. I will say it every single week that I can. Devin White and Levante David are the two best linebackers in in NFL football in the world today. It's just interesting. I mean, it's it makes makes the Buccaneer season so interesting because I don't know if they're going to be able to win many regular season games, but if they can get themselves in, I, they're scary. Jimmy, I don't know if you saw who the, the, the Buccaneers' number one receiver was on Sunday midday. Russell Gage. It was, Russell Gage, and the number two was Cole Beasley, who they just Ooh. signed off the bench. He slid so that, into Brady's DMs, right? Yeah, slid into Brady's DMs and got on the field and got a few catches here and there. They are literally no Godwin right now. Mike Evans serving suspension. Julio Jones injured for, for who knows how long. Tight end-wise, they, they, they have Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, who was, who was still playing football. Yeah, that Kyle Rudolph still playing football as their number no one tight end. I, I mean, Lenny Fournette and Tommy, 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 uh, family issues, Tommy issues uh, over there is running the show offensively. This offense is so, so depleted. No center either. Ryan Jensen out for the year. We already knew that. I mean, like, like I said, the, the, who's going to stop this team? It's themselves. It's their offense. It's their offense. Their offense can stop the defense. Their offense can stop themselves because Tommy can't do look this offense. What I saw on Sunday, that Tampa Bay offense looked like the offense that Bernie had in his final season in New England, where it was literally a bunch of nobodies out there just catching footballs and trying to make something out of nothing. Tom, at this point in his career, has to have weapons. He has to. I don't care if he's a goat, he is the goat, but he has to have weapons because right now they're loading the hell out of the box and saying, you know what? Okay, Tom, your slow ass legs, your knee brace that barely hang on by one string, beat us. And, and, and he hasn't been able to do that the first couple of weeks. 
Not at all. So they need they need Godwin back. They have to have Evans back, and they need some consistency for weapon wise outside of Lenny Fournette. Because, man, like I said, this defense is good. It's very very good. But this offense with Tom Brady at, at the head, Tom Brady has been one of the worst quarterbacks, fantasy football wise, all season long. A and B, there's no there's no help around him. So what are you, what are you going to get out from out out of him each week if Russell Gage is the number one receiver? It's eerie a little bit how similar this team is to when when Tony Dungy first took over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like the defense, they had Warren Sapp, they had all of those studs, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, and their offense just literally couldn't get out of their own way. And Tony Dungy was a defensive coach, one of the first coaches of color to be hired in the NFL. You have Todd Bowles now, a defensive-minded coach, a guy that's been a defensive coordinator and a former head coach in the league. And he still can't produce a good offense. I mean, the really defense, sure like we said, Arians really ain't doing much because last time I, I, mean, I was about to ask every you, what single we game, do, he what is week on do the sideline. BA is taking over offensive play call duties. I, I, I think we may hit like week eight, week ten at some yeah. point because yeah. because I see him. Every, they show him on the side of every game. He's Jimmy. there. All, I mean, he still works. He's in the same outfit he wore when he wears when he coached. I think it's he's just like three bourbons deep now on the sidelines. He might have been three bourbons deep while he was coaching too. So I like I said it, it may be without time before before the Buccaneers call on Bruce Arians to be offensive play caller because I don't think they're confident in Leftwich at this point anymore. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but that was obviously a big storyline. The two goats, quote goats, the what what some say the most talented quarterback of the last generation and the greatest quarterback of all time. So uh, Packers get the win 14 12 there. Let's look forward. Let's talk about the games that we're picking for week four of the pick'em. And then we can get into uh, start bench cut. Do you have a team of the week this week, or are we gonna uh, are we saving that? I'll say that because I That's can't. Fine. I, I would say there the wasn't Eagles. a ton. There was. I yeah, would say no. the Eagles if there's the only team. Out. Eagles, Dolphins, any team that's undefeated still in in the NFL, I think, kind of deserves it at this point. Speaking of the Dolphins, they are the first game Thursday night football debut of the White Tiger uniforms. So. If you don't have Amazon Prime, sign up for Amazon Prime because I think everybody's going to want to see these uniforms. It might be worst, might be the ugliest thing that we've ever are, seen. Are the Dolphins wearing their throwbacks too? I don't know if they're wearing their throwbacks because it's I in do, Cincinnati. So they, those throwbacks are super nice. You know, you know which ones I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, the, the baby blue. Not the baby blue, like the super high, super highlighter blue. Yeah, highlighter blue. Yeah, so I do like that. I don't know if they were. That would be one of the best fucking jersey matches we'll have all year if we did have that. But no, it, those white tiger helmets are are going to be cool to see. Yeah. Uh, what are we, what are we thinking about this game? Who are you picking? Are you? In, I'm I'm going to stick with my guys. I'm going to continue I, to try and ride with my guys. So I'm gonna. I I hate to be that guy, but I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to Dolphins here. That's, I, that's I, I I I have to contradict you at one point. You picked against it's a smart decision. I got it. It's you a picked smart against decision. my team. I know. I know. Well, I did. So, I know. I did. So I, I'm gonna bite the bull this one and go with the Dolphins here because I think. Look, look, I'm not saying two is better than Joe. He, he isn't. He's not at all. But at this point right now, what, which offense do I trust more and which offense aligned more importantly do I trust more? And it's the Dolphins. I, I, who, does, I, who do the Dolphins have to pass rush, though? Because the Bengals' offensive line looked pretty damn good this past weekend, not having a premier the, pass rusher the, in the NFL. It was the Jets, Jimmy. I get Everyone it. But here's the thing. The Dolphins have the same amount of pass The Dolphins have the same amount of pass rushers. Actually, let's be honest. The Jets' defensive line is one of the only position groups that they've had they've had any success with. 
So they have Quentin Williams. They have guys that can get get after you a little bit. They're big guys at least. I think Miami's on the same stretch. I don't think Joe's going to get touched like touched up like he did week one and two. Knock on wood, real Here's hard. The, I don't need, they proved it yesterday. <laughs> to remind you how many times he's been hit the last fucking four football games. He's Those played? are all teams with pass rushers. You're talking about you're talking about Max Crosby. You're talking about Jeffrey Simmons. You're talking about Chris Jones. You're talking about Aaron Donald. You're talking about TJ Watt. You're talking about Micah Parsons. Those are the last six games that everybody talks so much crap about the Bengals offensive line. I just named off a premier is, pass rusher in all of those games. Which is rightfully so, rightfully so that, 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 that you get the shit on for it. But like I said, I, I look look, you 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 had a good one. It's a get-back game. You should have fucking beat the Jets like that last year, if I'm being honest with you. At least you were able to get that one right Somebody's still mad year. about their survivors. I'm, st- I'm still pick. mad about that, absolutely. Be mad at the Colts. We didn't screw you this year. I, I'm aware of that. But either way, I'm still riding the Dolphins because I, I, I just think that they're, they're they're more geared up and ready right now. I'm not, I still like the Bengals. I still think that they can still have a good shot winning this division, unless the Baltimore Ravens have something to say about it. But I, 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 right now, I'm just high on the Dolphins. I, I'm high on what they're doing. And like I said, what's the one weakness of this, this Bengals team right now? It's the fucking defense. You're, you're I think me Logan right Wilson now. is going to pick two off two times. Okay, Logan Wilson could go guard Mike Kosicki. But how, how fast do you think Tyreek Hill is going to run by every single corner that you have? Jesse Bates had his well, first interception of the year. I no, pray for Eli Apple. I pray for Eli Apple. I do. I pray for Eli Apple because I have a bad feeling it's going to what, what happened to him last week with all or last year with all that shit talking may come back to bite him in the ass because if he chose, go, goes and say, you know what, I'm done with Tyreek Hill, Jill Waddle will do just that. And, and, and look, I, I, I think your, your Bengals offense could put up 30 points. But as far as I'm concerned, your defense right now is still struggling to do what it needs to do. And against the one of the best offenses in football right now. And it's not even a question that they're up there in one of the best offenses in football right now. I'm picking the Dolphins for that reason. I get it. Uh, and it's been a while since we had a good argument. So I'm not, I, I actually enjoy this. And I think there's merit to both sides because the Bengals, like you said, they have every chance to win this game too. It's oh, just absolutely. the fact that the Dolphins have looked better earlier on in the season. If the Bengals were sitting here, if the Bengals and the Dolphins were coming in here at 3-0, and we're having a totally different conversation. Absolutely. So I get it. And I definitely get like, I'm, de- I'm going to continue to hide behind the fact that we were playing a premier pass rusher in every single one of those games, and they don't have one this year. And Trey Hendrickson got his first two sacks of the season. So our pass rush is starting to come at, come alive itself. I really hope that DJ Reader I, – I really hope that DJ Reader is able to come back and he's not out for the entire season. Um, but, yeah, it'll be – that's fine. I'm on Cincinnati. You're on Miami. Uh, Jacksonville and Philly is our next game. Two hottest teams in football. What are we thinking? I'm 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 going to stick with. Uh, I'm going to ride. I've, I've actually been losing against Jacksonville, so I'm going to take uh, Blondie. I'm going to take Sunshine. I, I wanted to take Jacksonville. If I'm being honest with you, the spread at six and a half right now. I'm going to take that. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to take that, but I'm going to take Philly outright to win. I, I, I like I said, I still think this Philadelphia defense is not is something that Jacksonville hasn't seen yet. I don't, I don't think it's what, what, something they've seen yet. I do think Jaguars are a much better team this year than they were last year. And Trevor Lawrence is finally putting it together. And and rest in peace to all those people out there who dropped to ETN over James Robinson. <laughs> Boy, guys, I hate life right now. But man, I, I like I said, I'm high on the Eagles. I'm high on the Dolphins. That's why I'm leading both these ways these this week. Um, 
I said, I do think the Jaguars have a good shot in this division. I do. With what the Colts did the first three weeks and what the Titans did against some good teams too, almost letting the Braves back in the game, losing losing badly against the Bills, it's it's up for grabs in my and 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 my and or in my opinion, like I think it really is. And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got a good chance to play a good team in Philly and go take one. That's 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 an opportunity knocking, opportunity knocking. But I'm I still have to wear a Philly. It's crazy what a coach that watches film and doesn't kick your players and stay late on the plane does when you have the number one overall oh, quarterback oh, prospect in the last. Oh, oh Jimmy, years. we didn't. We, we, there's some. There's another storyline in this game. Doug Peterson. Dougie P. Oh, going back the to last Philly. time. Yeah, last time he was in Philly, he was tanking on Sunday Night Football, and I will stand I, behind the fact that he was tanking on Sunday Night Football. He was. I forgot about that. I did not think about that at all until I until I realized who who Jacksonville had a coach. Yeah, we we there's some fun storylines in this game. Absolutely. Over under Trevor Lawrence scores a touchdown on a I guess a, a Duval special. Oh, that would be, that would be, bit, oh, I would love to see that. I think that. Trey that Burton, I think Trey Burton might be on the Jaguars right now too. The guy <laughs> probably who threw the pass. Or Evan Ingram at this point will probably do it for him. <laughs> I, if there's a prop somewhere, find it on your sports book. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, in Philadelphia, totally so you, you know they're going to go after him. In Philly, you know yeah. it's going to be bad. Uh, next game that we have, your guys going to Las Vegas to try and uh, continue their winning streak. It's the ugliest winning streak of all time, but hey, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Exactly. It doesn't matter how you do it. But, but Did you guys need it. to count down the clock last night? Oh, no, he hired a special Only assistant once. coach. Only once. And, and, and look, it's improvements. It's improvements. It improvement. the, the penalties like, were still I, way too high. On, on, on the defensive side of the ball. As far as uh, look, look, the offense, in my opinion, couldn't couldn't fucking move the ball more than ten yards without some. San Francisco's defense is legit. I know it's legit, and but think about it like this: Denver Broncos on Sunday Night Football went in there and beat a team that was in the NFC Championship. I don't care how it happens. That's a good win. That's a good win. That's a game you're gonna be like, "Yep, we pulled that one out of our ass." And when, when our offense was not doing anything, our defense comes up with four takeaways. Uh, 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 one pick, uh, sorry, one pick and three fumbles, or, or two picks and two fumbles, and four sacks. I mean, talk about we talked about. Oh, maybe Chandler Jones and Max Crosby were the best pass rushing duo in this division, or maybe it's Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, the best pass rushing duo in this division right now is Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. They have been animals, and I get they play bad teams. I get it, and I get that Trent Williams was out the fourth quarter of that game, and that changed the game. I get all that, but as far as I'm concerned, they've been the most consistent uh, 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 pass rushing duo, and this defense looks top five. We said it. This defense looks top five. We said it for the season. Pastor Shutam is the top five corner football, and you can't change my mind about that. And you you have a hell of a pass rushing duo. So, I, I, like I said, Joseph Jewell looked good. There's, there, there's different components of this team that looks good. And you're going to see now get your first test of real weapons. Real weapons. First chance at real weapons. Debo is fucking dog. George Kittle, dog. But as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is nothing of what he once was. And once what he once was was not much either. So well, is so, Jimmy Garoppolo better or worse than Derek Carr? I, I think he's worse. If I'm I, honest, I, I, I think he's better. 
it's either way, it's close. It's it's, it's not close. by much. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. I wouldn't rather much. have either of them for sure. I mean, we both have our quarterback situation sealed up. We don't need to be looking elsewhere. Exactly. Uh, luckily, I, but, the point that I was going to make, I actually just argued against in my head. I forgot that Trent Williams was the left tackle. I was going to say, why in the hell are you rushing Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb on the same side? Makes a lot more sense now. If you don't want to rush against Trent Williams, put the two best pass rushers on the same side, even though it, it's the easiest offensive line blocking scheme to change in the world. Because guess where you move your protection? You slide it that way. And then when Because Trent you Williams- know your anchor – Yeah. When he went out, that went was what out. caused it was fucking. It was, it was but up until that point, they were holding up pretty well, and that was Trent Williams by himself with all of the rest of the linemen sliding to Gregory and Chubb. It, it, it was. I, I, I agree. But he had I one hated drive. that in the moment, but now that I think about it, it was probably, he had it was one probably drive. a scheme thing. As far as I'm concerned, Jimmy G got his left tackle injured because Trent Williams got hurt on the, on the safety. So – Let's 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 not forget about that. That that play is one of the worst plays. It's going to go one down. Of the, like, one of the one of the funniest and the hilarious plays in the in, in football. It's Seven literally half a foot. That's why it's not near as bad, but it also might be a little bit worse. It was just a heel. He just literally stepped right out of the back on the back of the end zone with his heel. Dan Orlovsky was running. He's going to go Lambo leap into the stands to try and get avoided from being sacked by Jared Allen. And yeah, he, he could not be happier right now. Could not be happier. But, but I mean, look, there's not, there's not enough good things you can say about this Broncos defense. And like I said, you get your first, I, I, I would say San Francisco was a test because there's, there's zero doubt that San Francisco has, has weapons. I'm not, I'm not taking it away from Devo. I'm not taking it away from Kittle. I'm not taking it away from Juicy Juice, who had a hell of a fucking toe tap on the sideline. That made me go like, ah, fuck, that was really cool. <laughs> you know, the fullback did that, but that was against like, my team. Fuck. I hate you, but damn it. Damn it, I, love it. I, I freaking hate you, but I love you. Fuck juice. And everyone, I almost fucking said juice. I, I held I held it in. I didn't say it. I held it in. As everyone said, I held it in. The fullback in me was like, fuck, that was sick. But but either way, there's a lot more tests and, and this fucking offense. Man, oh man, oh man. And look, I I I, look, I, I, I'm very, very lucky with where our seats are at, where my family's seats are at, because I can see the field of view very, very well. And what I saw mostly, mostly that that was the biggest cause, that something you don't see on TV, something you don't see in the highlights. Russell Wilson is struggling to see over his offensive line, Jimmy. I know we make the joke of the five foot ten king and a short king at quarterback. He really is. If you look at the success he had in Seattle, most of the success was him rolling out. He is not. Why hasn't he been rolling out? He has not rolled out at all. But why? I think that's going to be implemented. But if you look and people are like, why is he dunking and dipping? Why is he dunking and dipping? It's because he can't see fucking downfield. He can't. I, I, I'm, I can see it. I can fucking see it. When I, when I see his eyes, there's a reason why Peyton was so successful and, and why John Elway was like, we got to have the fucking six foot five quarterback or, or higher. There's a reason why there's a, there's a thing to it. Russell Wilson has an arm. He had some good throws. That's when the offensive line was shading one way and he, he had some room to look. For the first time in three games, Russell Wilson ran the ball with his legs. For fuck's sake, do that some more. Because you know what they're going to do. They're going to try to keep you in the pocket so that way you can't see over the lineman. Run the ball then. It worked out. So I expect some more rolls to happen because, like I said, from my field of view, that was the biggest takeaway for me was, look, would you have liked to have less – Duncan Depps, absolutely. I, I was losing my mind on some of the play calls. Absolutely, I was losing my mind. But at the same time, I'm watching them be like, Russell Wilson can't see shit. 
you can't say shit. I don't know if if, if that's if that's what you, you need to talk to Kush, Glasgow, and, and Reisner to block a certain way where he has some more lanes to look, or, or, or what you need to do. You have to you roll him out or what? You need to figure something out that gave him success in Seattle. But like I said, look at look at the highlights of Russell Wilson, Jimmy. The highlights of Russell Wilson, all the big plays are on the rollouts. I can't name one. I don't think he rolled out once. I, I, I can't – I don't remember a single play where we roll that once. So I would expect that more. If I'm being honest with you, I would expect that more. And for fuck's sake, give 33 the ball. I don't know how many times I need to say this. Melvin Gordon has fumbled three times in three football games now. I mean, come on. Give 33 the football. He, he – when he, he's – like I said, he's averaging stupid carries. Your, your run game is actually half, the one thing that's carrying your offense right now. At least you're getting two or three yards per carry right now. But besides that, man – like give 33 the ball and, and the good things will happen. And against this Raiders team right now, where their two weaknesses right now are defense up the middle, inside linebacker is not their strong suit, and their offensive line. Two things you should be do: run the damn ball and get Randy and Bradley Chubb on islands with their left and right tackle and let them fucking go to work and tee off on, on Derek Carr. You make sure Derek Carr has no time. You make sure he does not have any time at all, and you get to win. And you can win this football game. I know that you're not picking the Raiders, so I already feel like Fuck no. Does I'm it, glad that not, you went on that soliloquy, though. That does was awesome. not matter. It does not matter if I'm on my deathbed. I don't care if the Broncos are on 16. It's week 17, and they're playing the Raiders. I'm still picking the Broncos to beat the Raiders. I don't care what happens. I'm going with the Broncos, too, just because the Raiders have looked that bad. Like I said, it's good half of the game, but there's always a half that's And you don't think there. that the Broncos – look, look, I know there's no one from that 2010 team. I know there's no one in the fucking front office that's from that 2010 team. But you don't think that that, that rails you up a little bit seeing Josh McDaniels over there? It does. It fucking does. Yeah, probably a little bit, at least a little bit. Fans are, are going to be wild, and I know the Broncos fans are going to be traveling to Vegas to see that game because that's just – Broncos country that's does. Vegas, yeah. Broncos country. Let's ride. All right, uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Next game up on the pick'em. I, it's kind of a who do you trust more to keep things going? Both teams got much needed wins. I felt way more confident in the way that the Titans won that game. Granted, Indianapolis probably playing the better team. I, I'm a little torn, but I went against the boys last week and it hurt me. So I guess I'm going to get back on the on the boys train. So I'm going to go with Tennessee. I I want I want to as well, but I'm going to go with Colts here to be devil's advocate here a little bit here because I do think that that Matt Ryan, like I said, I, I think Jonathan Taylor slowly got more touches last week, which helped them a lot. And I think, like I said, I think that Jacksonville could be that good. I really do think that they could be that good. And I think the Colts just fucking had the biggest blunder in week one ever. I had the Broncos did basically. New quarterback, under center, it was a whole ordeal. But they get Pittman back. Pittman being back helps them big time. Their defense is slowly getting there. I, I'm, I'm still weary on, on how this Colts defense is going to look week in, week out. But like I said, the Titans, I just – Not I, having I, Darius I, Leonard against Derrick, Derrick Henry is going to be rough. That's not – yeah, it's going to be very – Not ideal. Like, oh, He wasn't playing at the end of that Colts game. I don't know if he's going to be out for the upcoming season, upcoming week. But recording this, so we have no idea. (laughs) So we're a little early. As of as of what I saw at the end of the Colts game, and just him looking like he wasn't coming back in the game and might be out for a week. Not having Darius Leonard against Derrick Henry is not ideal. 
I just so, do. I just do think that the the lack of outside weapons outside of Derrick Henry is going to hurt Tennessee at some point. I get it. Bobby Trees is good, and I get Traylon Burks is up and coming. But I just think it will hurt them at some point. I think this is a game that hurts them. I get that the Colts don't have many weapons outside of it. They're talking about two teams that rely on the running game. You know, it's, yeah, it's, this is like a '90s football game. It's two teams that literally have have not great weapons outside. Bobby Trees is cool. Pittman cool. But it's Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor's show. It's and in all in all honesty, if you're if you're if you're a fucking fullback like myself, or you're an offensive lineman like Jimmy was, like when you watch this game, and you're gonna you're gonna have wet dreams about it because the amount of, the amount of good hard running football you're gonna watch out of this game may be unreal. So good hard running football. Pause. Pause. Big pause on that. So, but I, I have to go to Colts at this point because I, I I said I like what the Titans did last week against the Raiders. I think the Raiders are that bad, but they almost fumbled it at the end. If something else did too. It, it was close. It was closer than it should have been. So we're split on that one as well. Sunday Night Football, Kansas City going to Tampa. Uh, is Mike Evans still suspended or was it just a one-week It was thing? only one game. It was one week. So he's back. I don't know how quite how much that's going to help you because you that's one receiver out of the three that you were hoping to get back. Um, I I think that Andy Reid is going to have some powwow. He's going to make some barbecue, invite the enemy and Patrick Mahomes over, sit down. And they're going to get personal. They're going to talk out their feelings. <clears throat> going with the Chiefs last week kind of hurt me. I, I picked them in, in my mom's uh, work pool. I think that they're going to be able to bounce back. And what I saw from Tampa Bay, I don't know if they're – I don't think that they're going to – this might be the game where we see the Chiefs prove that they're, they've recovered from that Super Bowl loss. Yeah, I, think I think that the Chiefs are going to win this one. In my opinion, I think it's a get-back game. I think it is. I think I, the Chiefs have not lost many back-to-back games in five, six years. I don't think it, maybe they've done it once or twice, but not very many. And coming off a game of what what they just did, where Kelsey had the games in his hands, where he almost could, could have won that game himself. I mean, I I have to go the Chiefs here. What the Bucks did offensively, I get Evans maybe back, but I'm still very very skeptical about the offense. There's no doubt that this Buccaneers defense can can hold their own against this Kansas City offense. They fucking did it in the two years ago in the Super Bowl, so there's no doubt about that. But I still, like I said, this is a guy that hates the Chiefs over here, <laughs> giving them praise. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Jackson Mahomes doing TikToks before football games. Huge for the program, ladies and gentlemen. Huge for the program. So that matter, I have to go to the Chiefs here. I because I want to win this pick them. I oh man, it's, it's good. I don't like. I don't understand why we're we're getting Tampa Bay on, on all these primetime games this early on in the season. We know they're you not. Know, good, you know why? I know why. I know why because I think it's Tom's last one again. I think but, that it is. He doesn't. The tweets that he's been sending out, like feeling all the bruises and bumps on your body, those aren't tweets that you send out when you're enjoying your life. It's not that's tweets so, as you send out when you're not arguing with your supermodel wife that's so far out of your league. You got to do whatever you can. I got to take 11 days off of training camp just to go calm things down at the house. That's true. So. That's true. But I, either way, I I have to roll Kansas City. Look, I don't, I don't, I think Kansas City wants to get them back for two years ago. A, and I think, like I said, alpha back to back. I don't think they're going to lose back to back weeks. I just don't think that's in the Chiefs DNA right now. So I have to go to Chiefs. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll let you pick the first one first uh, on the Monday Night Football game, last game of the pick'em for the week. San Francisco going to Los Angeles for an NFC West showdown. Uh, what are your, What are your thoughts on this one? The Rams being plus two and a half here. I get that they have not looked great, 
But did you watch this 49ers offense? <laughs> like, the I Jimmy G, it ain't pretty. It, ain't it looks pretty. just like the Rams offense did week one. And I'm you got sorry. a dynamic weapon on the outside, but your quarterback looks like he can't throw to save his life. And and you lose Trent Williams. And look, Bradley Chubb and, and Frank Gray have played great. But they're not Aaron Donalds. <laughs> they're not good old number 99. McGlinchey is going to be too worried about helping off of, off the left, the brand new left tackle. That Aaron Donald is going to come free sometimes. I have to go Rams here. I, I think, I, look, Matt Stafford has not looked great. But they, they won a gritty game last week against Arizona. And, and I still think this team is still good. I still think they're very good. They have weapons on offense. Cooper Cup. They got to get Allen Robinson more in the game. They have to give him some more touches, in my opinion. They have to get him awakened. Because what what made L.A. so so deadly last year? It was when they had OBJ and when they had Robert Woods in the game to divert the tension away from Cooper Cup. Right now, there's no diversion. The running game is shit. You have no number two option. Higby is okay, but it's not like he's that big of a threat deep-wise. Right now, your only deep threat is number 10 out there. So you got to get some deep threat help there. If you're the 49ers right now, you have to win this game. You're, you're, you're staring at one and two right now. You're, you're one and two, and, and, and your, your season is not getting your, – your, your schedule does not get any better. So if you're the 49ers, this is a must-win game at this early in the season. I know I'm saying it, it's week four. I'm saying it's a must-win game. But the 49ers, you have to get this game. You have to get Jimmy G back on track. Because, like I said, Bosa, has, outside of the one tripping call he did against Russell Wilson, was not as consistent in the last three weeks. He has not been as seen as we expected with him to be. And getting George Kittle back helps. Getting Debo back healthy, I still don't think he's healthy either. He looks banged up. He looks like he's banged up out there. So, like I said, I have to ride with the Rams here. I think I'm going with the Rams just because as bad as Stafford is, he's got 10. 10 is scoring rushing touchdowns now. That was his first ever <laughs> career rushing touchdown. I absolutely take that on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's in my teacher's league. He's the only reason my scores look respectable in that league. I'm getting the shit kicked out of me, but he makes it close. He scores me well, about three points a game. Yeah, yeah he, he's somewhat respectable over there. Uh, I'm also on the Rams. I, I think everything you said, San Francisco doesn't know, didn't look like they adjusted very well to having Jimmy G as the quarterback. He might be the locker room guy and what the guy that everybody wanted to play now because they don't want to get good in a couple years. They wanted to be good now. I don't think they're that good now. I, Jimmy, Jimmy G looked like the guy that they traded three first round picks for to throw here's, down the quarterback. Here's the thing, though. He didn't have a playbook all preseason, and he just got a playbook after he re signed that contract. So Kyle Shanahan, uh, you once again, overthought and made yourself the dumbass in the situation. You didn't give your backup quarterback the playbook until two weeks ago. So this all may be null and void. And we might be sitting here once again on Monday night football being like, damn, we lost that one. That one one, didn't, didn't go great, but I I said, I, I hope, hey, 49ers fans, all you call for Kyle Shanahan's head. I'll do the exact same thing that I did last year. Keep doing that. Keep doing that, please. You're already on to the I'm already on it, Jimmy. I'm already on it, buddy. I'm already on the horse, baby. Giddy up, buddy. You leave Kyle Shanahan alone. He's coming to Cincinnati. <laughs> listen listen to me, Jimmy. Look, look, I, I, I am all aboard the Hackett train. You keep Hackett unless until Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan's uh, available. Until Shanahan's available. If Shanahan's available, you jump off that ship so damn quick. You so are just like quick. you're. You're just. You can tell you grew up in the Mike Shanahan era. Did you see his response last night when they asked him, "Are you rooting for the 49ers? You rooting for the Broncos? You mean am I rooting for my son or the team that fired me?" 
Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go with my son. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for son, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's a good guy. Yeah, like like, like I said, c- c- come home, Kyle. CCOD baby, you can go to your old alma mater, <laughs> high school alma mater's games. You'll watch Dave Logan win another. Go go for a four piece state, state championship. championship. You can you you can you can go hang out in your community that you grew up in. You can go to your dad's restaurant. You won a state championship the state. there too. I know he won a state did. championship I, back in '91. I know he did. That's what I'm saying. You can come home. Just they don't. And then they don't you can love come on the podcast. They don't love you like we do. We don't. They don't love you like we do. We we will love you. You we'll put your name up there next to your dad's after, after, when you're done here. You sound, you sound like Doctor Evil when Minnie is stuck on the roof. If something ever happened to you, I don't know what I would do. I probably move on, but there would be like a five minute period where I would just be in So sad. So sad. All right. Um, let's get to. Uh, I think it's your turn to bring start bench cut. We did. Oh, actually, we'll, we'll, let's let the goat. Uh, the oh, oh, the whoa, the can worst of all time. Don't don't tell him he said that. Bula, Bula like I said, Bula, you gotta be at horrendous. least three foot tall to talk shit to me. So what do you got? Yeah, are you gonna he, are you gonna stink again? He came at you last weekend. Somebody needed diaper ass. change, Bula. So he, at, looking at this at this at these lines, man, there's some stinkers out there. Lions getting six and a half against Seattle. What world is this, Jimmy? Bull is not that dumb. He he's not trying to lose four weeks in a row. He thought about it. He thought about that grip, but then he admired six. My six is a lot of points. He's he's gonna he's gonna make sure. He told me this week. He's gonna jump on the train before the bad juju comes. He is gonna bet on this team before the bad juju comes. Oh no, you did it. Yeah, he did. No, you he did. He did. Oh. He did. <laughs> he's taking. The Cleveland Browns at minus one and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. And, and he doesn't love it. He doesn't love it. But you know who's not a quarterback yet? Deshaun Watson. He told me. He doesn't like Deshaun Watson. He, we don't like Deshaun Watson here. But he likes Jacoby Brissett. He likes Jacoby Brissett. And you know what? Miles Garrett got hit by a car on Monday morning. And you know what? The Is the car Okay. Yeah, I know the car's fine. The car's doing fine. It's day to day, but Miles Garrett is back fully healthy. So, so he's he is believing in the in the Cleveland Browns to cover one and a half because he because he won't be able to do it later on because he doesn't like bringing bad juju. But you know what? Sometimes you have to cross the devil, and he's doing that this week with picking the picking the Browns. He doesn't love it, Jimmy. He does not love it. But you know what? When you're in zero three slump, you have to you have to hit something. So Bula is riding the Browns one and a half against the Falcons. That's a ballsy pick, Bula. Ballsy pick. And I just respect it. I probably will be doing the exact same thing. And maybe we can bet, get back on track and get out of this 0-3 slump. <clears throat> that, that took a turn I was not That expecting. took a turn. I know. I know Bula. You never know what you're going to get from Bula. You never know. You had the Eagles. They didn't cover. You had you have the Chargers. You got the shit bricked off. And then now – Maybe the Browns. Let's see what the Browns do here. So maybe, 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 maybe you have to write the wrong somehow, right? Did you happen to do the same thing Caleb Presley did and get the wrong language translator? He, he speaks Dagestani. You got a Russian translator, and you just had to like figure it out in the middle. Maybe he said, "I'm taking the Falcons plus one and a half." He, I know, I know. I wish I could say that, Jim. I wish I could. Uh, I feel know. dirty. I feel like I need to shower. He, I feel dirty for him. But you know, when you're 0-3, Jimmy, sometimes slump busters, you have to rely on good old reliable Jacoby Brissett. 
The slump buster. Jacoby Brissett is the slump buster is the perfect analogy. I think we should shut down the podcast. We're never going to get higher than that. Oh, my goodness. Slump buster Jacoby Brissett, ladies and gentlemen. Jacoby Brissett's the girl in the pack where you're like, listen, if you you just, you know. He gets uh, gets you out of the slump. The the hottest chick on the block, but you know what? It's the one to get you out of of the hole. (laughs) I, and for those of you that don't watch have, on YouTube, Jimmy's crying laughing. Have we have we gone two years without being canceled yet? Is this, is this the end? I think this is this is this is the one here. All this right. Um, before before we totally lose the reins, do you have a start bench cut for today? Oh God! Okay. We did fantasy last week. Uh, we we dropped Keenan Allen for Devonte Smith last minute. That was clutch. So I will say that I'm. Thinking we keep let's ride the same hot juju because we had three guys score over twenty points last. Yeah, week. we're we're riding the same juju. We're 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 rolling with the dudes. I I, I agree. Don't don't change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like I said, I'm rolling with with. I like like I said, I told you roll with roll with uh um roll with Devonte against the commies. So oh, yeah. the, 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 there's another thing I should juju you can't for. But either way, we probably either shouldn't either say one. that anymore. But oh, should yeah. not say that anymore at this point in the podcast. But no, it's like I said, I, I I'm roll. I'm I think uh, I think the lineup we had last week. Keep rolling with that's good. Tyler Boyd went off for me in one of my leagues too. Big time pickup. I, I respect you, but Tyler Boyd. Uh, oh, I'm, by the way, we play my dad this week in our league. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I, yeah, we better pull it together this week. I'm not getting fed breakfast on Sunday. That's, oh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't either. All right. Um, start bench cut. What do you got? Oh, okay, okay. So in honor of me drinking out of the cup, we're, and, and I'll let you do – I'll let you pick these because I obviously have done it. So so I'll give you three scenarios. I, 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 I'm going to take the Stanley Cup out of it I'm, because I uh, – it's it's easily number one, and then I, I don't think I think drinking out of a cup should outlast them all. But I'll give you these three options. Okay, either one, lift, uh, 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 um, what's the, what's the right word? Lift the World Cup in, for your home country. World Cup obviously coming around December. World Cup is probably the second or third best trophy in all sports. If you think I'm wrong, fucking fight me on that. I don't care. The World Cup is that good of a trophy. Lifting the World Cup uh, with everyone doing the hoist thing. That's start bench cut that. There's number one. Number two, smoking a cigar while, while holding Lombardi Trophy. Obviously, uh, Joe Burrow plan words. So, so, so having a cigar in your mouth on a couch while holding Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Or number three. I know I, I I can't get this canceled more. I was I was gonna say put be in a strip club with Larry O'Brien, but I gotta respect that a little bit more. Um, let's, let's, I don't want to. I'm not Paul Pierce, so we shouldn't say that one. Let's let's see. Um, At some point, I may want to work for Disney. So yeah, let's, let's make yeah, sure we stay. I, I know. All right. Let's let let's go with let's 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 go with uh, uh you uh uh. uh right, I was a closing pitcher in baseball. No, I was the closing pitcher in baseball. I used to always practice being yeah, yeah. The, the guy to come in to win yeah, the World yeah, Series. Yeah, being, being the closing pitcher coming in and closing out the World Series. There we go. And you being the first one to hoist the, hoist the, the whatever, the, that scrap of metal, right? Is <laughs> that scrap of metal? Yeah, yeah. That kind care. of put I don't a taint. Care how, I don't care how many 
I don't care how the years pass about with that. I'm still going to call it that because your commissioner called it that. So. And we've seen it in person too. We went to see it at the All Star game. It's and, a nice and look, trophy. That trophy. I would love cool. winning that trophy. That trophy's cool. I, <laughs> it's your commissioner that sucks. Seeing Lord Stanley. It's like I said, I, I'm an all. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Really. Even though I said that I don't really remember seeing the again. cup, but if you put the cup in there, it would obviously be winning the Stanley Cup for the Colorado Avalanche or winning the gold medal in hockey. For I never I had a chance to win yeah, a gold the medal. One, yeah, that basketball, one's, that basketball one's bad. Let's let's do winning a gold medal uh, um, at the Olympics, winning a gold medal and hearing the national anthem play in the background. So Lombardi with a cigar, uh, um, winning a gold medal at the Olympics. Um, let's just say wrestling for your matter. Winning a gold medal in a wrestling match where you're basically Gable Stevenson and you, you get to hear the national anthem in the background, you're on the podium. Or, or uh, uh, what was the final one I said? Lipsing, it was the closing, closing, closing Yeah, closing of the World Cup. I, I'm going to cut the um... – I guess. I mean, I really love that moment. Like I said, I used to practice being the closing pitcher. You get called in at the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I actually saw, do you remember Mariano Rivera back in 2001? I recently watched that captain documentary. He actually blew that chance. He had the ability to, and all of the Yankees said too, we're bringing in Mariano Rivera with a one run lead in the bottom of the ninth in the world series. Oh, this is fucking over. And he blew that. lead. So I feel like that would be the toughest one to lose. However, you're going to be surprised, Larry, not the, the Lombardi uh, with the cigar. That's that's bench. Ooh, I'm okay. starting winning a gold medal in wrestling because I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'm wearing the shirt today. I'm wearing my Team Baron shirt. Uh, I always dreamed of winning a state championship and jumping into that old, old guy's arms because I feel like he'd be able to carry me for at least three seconds before I absolutely snapped him in half because yeah. <laughs> he's a little guy. But, <clears throat> yeah, winning – if, in a perfect scenario, gold medal, wrestling championship, I get to leave my shoes in the middle of the mat, and I get to go hug Coach Barron on, on the on the side. So this is never going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and make that my perfect scenario. I, I look, That's as, my, person, as someone who works for the Olympics, I cannot hate it. Also, uh, um, um, I, yeah, but like I said, I, I probably I probably would do the Olympics number one because I, I Olympics is the, the end-all, be-all for me. I think Lombardi is number two at the World Series. I or Lombardi's bench and World Cup. I'm, I'm not the World Cup, the World Series. I'm cutting. I don't yeah. fucking care. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, we'll talk about baseball I eventually. The playoffs will start here soon. It's only almost rock. No, not October. October. It's almost October. So we'll talk about it eventually. Well, as you can tell, we both watch football religiously at this point. So it's, it's what not, we watch uh, football. Football's on. Football. What? <laughs> Football, football. Well, I just I coach a flag football game. I went to my youth football practice. I watched the end of the Monday night football game, and we just talked for two full hours on football. So there's a lot that we got through. Um, anything else that you wanted to throw out there? I think this one was pretty pretty stuffed, pretty jam packed. Hey, hey, training camp for NBA is on the, is, is on the horizon, and hockey's preseason going. Look, it was Victory Monday this week, right? It was a nice Victory Monday, but we probably won't have a whole lot of these. So, so, so we are very, very much looking forward to those seasons. And we may I'm not ready give for you, hockey. We may not give you full previews every single game, like we did for the playoffs and all that, because of football going on. But you bet your ass, we cannot wait. So, 
Oh, oh, if they make the playoffs again, we're going to do a live show run directly after. Now that we have VSN behind us, we're going to go live on VSN after every playoff game. And I don't, we're doing that. We and, need and to. After I pay $800 for another Stanley Cup ticket, I'll, I'll go live from the. You finally disclosed the number. You finally, this is that the true number? No, it was more than that. I, I, it was, I was more than that. <laughs> it was more than that. Oh. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. It was more than that. So thank God we don't have kids, it, right? Okay? <laughs> it, it was. God, it was. It was, was, was two thirds of my paycheck. That's all I'll say. Uh, and 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 yeah, that's that's all I'll say. It was two thirds of my 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 one of my paychecks every every like every like half of my paycheck basically monthly. So. I pay twice a month, two thirds of one of my paychecks once a month. So, okay, that's okay. all you need to know. That's all you need to know is not now. Enjoy paying still, on that. Enjoy it still hurts, that. but you know what? That simple shit. I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> I haven't eaten dinner since, but you know, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I'm doing just fine over here. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm not hungry at all. I don't you know what you're talking about. I'll do it again, all right? You bet your ass I'll do it again. I don't care. That's the best part about being 25. You're not too far removed from the college diet. You're like, I can eat ramen for like three months. Exactly. I'll, I want to go to a concert. I'll suck right? it up. I don't care. And, and, and you know what? I And we'll go back on this. I'll, I'll slightly give a story about this. My parents, well, you really probably shouldn't spend that much money, but you know, you're a grown man now. You can do whatever the hell you want. I was like, hell yeah, I am. I'll buy this ticket. You got the grown man thing. Now. You got the grown man thing. That's that's good. That's a good step. I'm a grown man. I'm 25 now. I'm a grown man. I'm 40. I do that well. I got the mustache. Yeah. I got uh yeah. I, I have just Cartman's. I do that well. Yeah, I, you bet right. your ass. I'll do it again. I yeah. I'm not gonna give the number out, but I'll do it again. Let's wrap this up. Uh, follow at FEOTB Pod. All social media platforms. Listen to Top of the Mountain on Fridays on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe there. You gotta watch the YouTube video. There's gonna be clips. I'm gonna clip Nico's soliloquy on the Raiders. I'm gonna clip the the series that may get us canceled. That was awesome. Uh, if you missed out on Nico's story about drinking from the cup, it's earlier on in the episode. So be sure to listen to the opening, the intro. It's an awesome story. If you've listened to us on the Variety Sports Network, be sure to follow at Variety underscore Sports underscore every single Wednesdays when you can hear our new episodes. And like I said keep continuing to like subscribe leave ratings reviews episode 110 so now we're i think we have 10 under our belt under the vsn banner so i know right yeah it's 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 a, it's a wild it's a wild ride right we're, we're, we're chugging along it, it doesn't feel like 10 but it's been 10 now it's kind yeah, of fun no, when it works out for that episode 110 of the far end of the bench for myself jimmy Pilato, my co-host nico bryant thank you everybody very much for listening we will see you next week. peace if you don't stay down and you never quit Come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.